0: Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
1: And welcome into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com. Click that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, and you can join us in the chat here each and every day. Also, subscribing to the channel helps out because then in your YouTube feed, you'll get all of our Draftmas content. As uh, the big day continues to get closer and closer, Jeremy, we got more Pro Day action today.
2: Bryce Young throwing at Alabama's Pro Day today. I, I do love how every single year we go through this. Well, they sent 11 guys and, and Indianapolis only sent one. Yeah, because they know they can't get CJ Stroud. They know they can't get Bryce Young because those two are going one, two. It's just a question of what order are they going in? We think we know. Yeah. I heard It's bad when Adam Pacman Jones has to be the voice of reason on this. What did he say today? Uh, he's on the Pat McAfee show now, and, and he said, every team in the top ten was represented at my pro day. Every team, as you went down the draft order, sent less and less people because they didn't think I would be there. Right. That that's what nobody seems to take into account is it, you only have so many staff members, you have to allocate them. Of course, of course. So not everything. That's why the only
1: means something. That's why to me the only the only count that might have meant something in all of this was the eleven guys that the Panthers sent to yesterday's ohio state pro day with cj Stroud, i don't think there's any doubt i mean is there doubt that
2: that is the number one target for them uh the betting markets seem to think so yes that cj Stroud is the guy and it's not really all that close they're still
1: entertaining other options with the number one pick frank reich and and company josh mccown and and others were at the alabama pro day to see bryce young throw but I think they want to go after C.J. Stroud.
2: I mean, that's more just due diligence than it is anything for the Panthers. Yes, it's yeah. yeah. We would be we would not be doing our jobs if we didn't go investigate oh, no. Bryce Young. No, and see this is why this is why I have completely dismissed
1: all of this talk about uh, you know they don't know what they're going to do. They got a pretty good idea. They they know what they're going to do
2: i've said that from jump street if you gave up that much to get up to one and ah, we'll figure it out you're not good at this right uh there
1: they have been saying there's two prospects that they that they like bryce or excuse me cj stroud seems to be the favorite here i wonder how many uh how many uh, uh representatives they'll send to anthony richardson's pro day
2: uh uh it looked Michael like indianapolis be the only one.
1: I think Frank Reich is the only one that I've heard a report he, that he likes Anthony
2: Richardson. I'm sure he does. Everybody likes somebody. It's getting to a consensus in the room, and when you listen to the scouts, it's going to be either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and I'd lend to C.J. Stroud. Well, the draft is right around the corner. we got March Madness
1: resuming tonight. It's time for the opening drive. and the opening drive always brought to you by fred anderson nissan of asheville check them out at andersonnissan.com their uh, showroom is at 629 brevard road go by and check out the stock that they have and the uh the brand new cars that have just come in also they're certified pre-owns which is you know the economical way to go the more sensible way for cheap tank spencer to go jeremy he's he, lo- he loves the new stuff.
2: I am in a brand new 2023 Pro 4X Nissan Titan that is the most comfortable vehicle on the road. It has the heated steering wheel, the the heated seats, all of the things that cater to my bougie self, and you can have all of these <laughs> things as well by calling them and setting up your test drive. 629 Brevard Road. Tell them the formerly fat guys of the Sportocracy. See, no,
1: see no matter what your taste, no matter what your needs, no matter uh, uh, how cheap you are, uh, they, they can put you in something over at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville against 629 Brevard Road mentioned that we sent you from the sportsocracy and they will give you a $250 bonus on top of your trade-in March Madness resuming tonight we got Jeremy's bangers coming up at the end of the hour so he'll give you the best bets
2: of the night uh this is the better night to bet lesser night to watch it's not going to be as palatable to watch. There is one game that will be, well, actually, two of them will be really good. I, I think, and two of them will be really, really horror awful. So, Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. Awful. That game will be over in fifteen minutes. Five and minutes. It, you mark my words. Five minutes ago in the first half, you'll be looking at this, going, "Why? And why again am I watching the second half?" Of this? And the other one is Kansas State, Michigan oh, State. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think the Wildcats just roll. Oh, I don't think they'll – no, no, no. That's not one of the ones I think is bad. That's oh, okay. one of the ones I think is good. Okay. You got that one and uh, Gonzaga-UCLA, which I will need 14 Red Bulls just to stay awake. No love for Arkansas-UConn. No, because I have a I have a funny feeling that you're going to see exactly which one of those teams is better than the other, and I'll tell you which one that is later in the hour. Interesting. All right. Uh, then we got that going on. We got uh, draft season
1: right around the corner. Uh, so we'll continue with our position by position breakdowns of this 2023 NFL draft class four o'clock hour. We did quarterbacks yesterday. So today we'll do running backs. Jeremy's top 13 in this class. Um, we got the daily draft at the top of the three, the, the top of the third hour of the program as we'll be doing same thing that we did with quarterbacks yesterday,
2: looking at the running back prospects. This is actually a better running back class than people think. It's really deep. Uh, I mean, you can get value deep into the uh, deep into day three. There are two at the high side, and then there's a drop off a cliff, and probably fifteen on the back side of that. Yep.
1: So we'll be we'll be ranking, or we'll be uh, we'll be drafting the running back prospects of the last six classes including
2: this one uh so that means you have saquon barkley you have Najee harris you have Bijan robinson mm-hmm. and and there's your top three and no specific order uh the correct it's just a question of what order do you take them in. <laughs> Right. <laughs> all right this is the sportsocracy and uh with the
1: with, with the pro days continuing and the, uh, the, the draft questions, the trade questions
2: continuing to circulate around the NFL. The DeAndre Hopkins thing may get done during the show. Two? Depends on who you talk to. Okay. Uh, I've heard the Buffalo Bills. I've heard the Carolina Panthers. I've heard uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. That's probably... I, if, if you told me I had to bet an amount of money that mattered to me and I could have any four teams, it would be those four. Okay.
1: I could see him uh, him being a big player with the Buffalo Bills.
2: I mean, you add him with Stephon See, to me, Bills. he's an on a hat. Because, all right, somebody has to play out of the slot, and I'm not real sure who that's going to be because I'm not giving up Gabriel Davis. No. So now I'm just going to that, – that's the funniest part to me uh, of watching receivers because now we've got such a glut of receivers yes there's a top 10 that these guys are just better than what your team has but then you could probably go 40 deep past that and it seems and what got me thinking about this now the Jets I I heard uh Jeff Darlington say he still believes the Jets are the favorite to land Odell Beckham Jr. where exactly is he gonna play all right we've already had to trade one receiver That I am still just ragingly angry about. Can he not take Denzel Mims' spot on the bench? Can we? Uh, So what? We're gonna pay him five million dollars to sit there with a clipboard in his hand. Just how many receivers exactly do you need? Kansas City's looking at going. We'll find five dudes that run four fours and have decent enough hands, and we'll be fine. Every other team, give us five. We need to go five deep at receiver.
1: All right. So as it stands right now, who would your starters
2: be? Oh, Alan Lazard, Corey Davis, Garrett, Garrett Wilson, Mikal Hardman's your top four. Then you got Denzel Mims as the five.
1: I'm pretty sure that uh, Odell. is not better
2: like, than any of the first three I just said. I don't feel like he would have much hard, a hard time finding playing time. Amongst I do. The group, really. uh, I think three of them are better than him right now. The Odell Beckham Jr. hunt is the most, that is the most over-exaggerated talking point that I've heard all offseason. Of, i i mean do you think he's got like a time machine and he's going back to 2015 because he hasn't been good in large part for seven years
1: i mean he was he was good in the in la
2: for, for he the, was for the decent run, in la for the Super Bowl he run. was a much better decoy than he was anything else so I, I i don't get it but it seems like it just keeps rearing its ugly head this is like jonah Williams I've talked enough smack about you that now my new york jets are going to be a combination of players that i've thrown shade at for 10 years <laughs> right <laughs> oh but we finally have a quarterback Ugh. It's been a jet fan in a nutshell hey we finally got a quarterback Look, and I, you hate almost everybody else on the team ladies and gentlemen bury the lead here but today you can mark it down on your calendars
1: march 23rd 2023 is the day that jeremy green
2: finally believed that this was going to happen oh i still don't believe it until i see him until i see, <laughs> see him wearing the hat i was talking about the way this is gonna go I, i'm reading tea leaves looking into the future Ugh. See, this is the part of the offseason i get to every year and i go oh it's just it's overload and now i'm so buried into the draft mm-hmm. and, and i catch all of these other little little tidbits and i just keep looking to the middle of may of that is when uh, it, all of the things slow down and we can d- d- be big dumb animals for three months, right? And, and, and not just, just hypothesize about all these stupid things. uh
1: No, then we get to hypothesize about uh, rotations and and playing time Oh yeah, and, and that's fantasy
2: high. stats and and all of those things. I, I also have to say one more thing uh here at the end of the uh, first segment of this uh-huh, program. Uh-huh. So uh, a lot of you told me that I should watch Yellowstone. Yes. And that was that was great. All right, I'm I'm caught up there, and I feel like I got caught up just in time for the show to uh, die on the vine because Kevin Costner's not coming back or whatever's happening. Right. Before I watched that show, I asked all of you, "How should I watch this?" And there were a couple of you that said Yellowstone first. That was a pretty common theme. Yes, but there were some of you that said, yeah, well, "You watch 1923 first. I watched the first episode of that last night. By the end of it, I was contemplating how much I really wanted to actually live. Because that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Really? The entire episode, I still don't know who anybody is. I don't know why any of you are on this screen because you didn't explain it to me.
1: (laughs) Did you watch 1883 first? No. You, you, You have to watch 1883 first. It's it's chronological order, my man.
2: Come so on. So it's chronological order of Yellowstone came out first, and now in chronological order I have to go back to the first one and Yes, because no, this is how no, prequels work. No. It's you, t- no, it's too much. You can't All right, just, just you, give me Yellowstone, stop with the other nonsense. Harrison Ford's the most overrated actor in the history of creation. You shut your mouth. You stop your Indiana Jones nonsense. You've never gotten me into one of those except Crystal Skull, which was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, oh, oh of all of them to get into awful just okay Stop Harrison it. Ford is weird he's weird uh, I really want to know why here Helen Mirren has an accent and yet they're in Montana in 1923 I can't figure that out either
1: just, I mean they had immigrants back then you do know I, that I got right that. Like people immigrated from Europe and
2: why is she the only one all right she's the, she's the one that immigrated and she married she's the only one him. in the town she's the only one in the town he's the Dutton so stupid stupid it's Awful. <laughs> jeremy's just thrown off by random people it's, with and accents I'm, oh and i'm not gonna lie i was I, I did not feel great last night i have no idea what happened to me after this show but i had a fever i felt awful i turned this on amy and i watched it to i don't know five minutes left in, in that first episode and we just kind of looked at each other and went am i the only one that thinks this is the stupidest thing i've ever put on this television nope right there with you banished Never again! Wow, ever I'll never watch another thing. It was awful, awful. I don't know if I've ever disagreed with you about anything more. If you told me right now I had to watch nothing but Sharknado, the, the, the whole quadrilogy or whatever it is <laughs> quadrilogy
1: before nineteen twenty three, I would
2: do that before I would watch another minute of nineteen twenty three. I told, no, I no.
1: told you. You have to watch 1883
2: first. Out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. You didn't expli- you didn't say that to me explicitly enough, so I guess I boo-boo-kidded it, and now they're all yes. dead to me. Even Yellowstone? Yellowstone nope, Yellowstone's fine. It. Yellowstone's great. Bring me Kevin Costner. Stop piddling around with all these stupid you gotta, you gotta year trilogies. Back. You gotta go back.
1: You, nope, gotta, out. you gotta watch the original Trek with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill nope. and Sam
2: Elliott. It's Sam Elliott! It's got Sam Elliott in it. You have to watch it. Uh, nope. Out. Crest out. Lord. See, this is how Jeremy works. It's why I hate movies. Because you give me this, I, and as soon as I get bored with it, I'm done forever, and that is officially where I'm at with the Yellowstone Year trilogies out. No,
1: learn something new every day. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, and apparently Jeremy Green believes that 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 Harrison
2: Ford most overrated actor most of all time. Overrated actor. I, I'll of all time. put it in the chat. You tell me who's more overrated than Harrison Ford. I'll cut through all of them. Frankly, you give me Brandon Fraser. i no. No. <laughs> he is a better actor than Harrison Ford. <laughs> wow. No accounting for taste.
1: This is the sportsocracy, and you are uh here with us in the Ingle studio on ESPN Asheville.
3: There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey buddy, you wanna go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. But at Ingalls we know that a lot of our heroes like <laughs> are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Nice See you later, Dad. All Bye. the ingredients for family.
4: I believe real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt Zack with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years, but the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle you can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663 the
0: sportsocracy
1: <laughs> you're just dumber a bag of hammers it is the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville. and yeah we as i said before the break you learn learn something new every day and uh, your your hot take that harrison ford awful. is the most overrated actor i've never
2: liked anything i've ever seen him in <laughs>
3: <You> <laughs> I, did, I could which argue- is
2: two which is two things oh no i've seen him more than that he had, what was that awful movie he did in the there was another movie he did in the 90s that was just i turned it off so i asked in the chat who is the most overrated actor i saw a lot of tom cruise Mm-hmm. I know you don't like Tom Cruise, but all the Mission Impossible's were good. Top Gun was good. Okay, but what do you? The question is the question because and
1: this is this is what we're doing now. So uh understand so you know, what we're doing now. Just so you know, uh, <laughs> the question is what makes him overrated. What 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 do you classify as an overrated
2: actor? Name me a great movie he's ever been in. Who? All the Indiana Jones, it never got me. Uh, the first oh, he's an archaeologist. That's a Jones professor awesome. and uh, out. C. Chris, out. It's uh, no Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom. Those are awesome movies. And, and other than that, it's a lot of Six Days, Seven Nights, and the Age of Adeline. And uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm looking at his film, The Fugitive. That was the one the thing he ever awesome. did that I liked. Yeah, I did like The Fugitive. That's a great man. And I would argue. I would argue that I liked that more for Tommy Lee Jones than I liked it. Liked it for Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I, clear, he's, clear and
1: present danger. Or any of those never like, seen it. good night.
2: It, just every movie he's ever done, I look at it and go, just, "There's nothing there for me." Hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio had this problem until he did Wolf of Wall Street like titanic i okay uh, oh spoiler alert i think i know how this ends
1: <laughs> you didn't know how it ended you didn't know if
2: they were going to end up together or not yeah I, I read the book it's called a history book <laughs> yeah, she goes we all know how this she ends. goes down I, I, I have a feeling i know how this is gonna end so <laughs> that's why i can't do historical things i get railed on for my oh you just don't like movies it's such a time commitment and i would argue probably 70 percent of the movies i've ever sat down and watched in my life were uh-huh. awful I, I i think i know I was, where you were headed i was
1: gonna i was just waiting for you to drop the why not why not why not movies based on real life why not why not because i know how it movies. ends
2: I, I, yeah i you read you a history book every crime series i don't know how the, that ends all you gotta google it on your phone but i don't but then i don't find out all of the things Good then Lord. i don't know all of the i've just learned i am a non-fiction guy not a fiction because so much like indiana jones is, is all right it, it, my name's <laughs> on the door so we can do this you lose me at harrison ford is a badass like i just i can't believe that he's 800 years old okay if he walked up to me right now i could just go and he'd fall over. I don't buy it. I don't buy it with Keanu Reeves. That's why I never liked John Wick. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, just go down the the but there are the like way, four people in hollywood that i look at and go you're legitimately a tough guy by the way keanu reeves definitely
1: higher on the overrated actor list than harrison ford. keanu
2: reeves better actor than harrison ford stop i, I don't, that. don't think it's really all that you're close. an idiot i don't think That's it's the all dumbest that. thing you've ever the said. matrix and john wick he has two better selling series than anything that uh that,
1: stop that
2: in terms star of star
1: wars bu- and indiana jones end well, of story repeat the line
2: space bears and and uh tough guy archaeologists. <laughs> stop you that. Ever Two been of archaeologist stop the greatest
1: movie franchises of all time not yeah. saying that the matrix isn't up there but the matrix had one good movie I've
2: never, I, <laughs> I've never seen any of them i've never seen any of them. this made a bajillion dollars so scoreboard
1: yeah and uh, star
2: wars gets the same million of you forty seven thousand times
1: uh the only the only correct response that i have seen so far in the most overrated actors comments on youtube the only correct one i've seen so far is ben affleck
2: horrible ben affleck always looks like he plays a character that that it was the living embodiment of my brain like somebody that's just out smoking a heater behind a building just going what have i done with my life how did we get here
1: it's one of your favorite memes
2: isn't it oh absolutely and i'll be <laughs> honest with you every time i have a, a little break and a moment to myself i mean just, i feel like all i'm missing of becoming that may- meme is a camera i
1: mean have i just have to ask the question i mean has ben affleck ever been in anything portrayed anything in a movie that quote unquote moved you obviously i'm not talking to you jeremy because you don't watch movies but
2: yeah, he was but, an awful batman so i can tell you right right I can get
1: Ben I'm just, Affleck's a I've been racking my brain trying to think of the pivotal performance of his career. That's goodwill hunting. That's the that's, He wasn't even good in that. Like I mean, he was okay. I mean that was a Matt Damon movie that Ben Affleck just kinda tagged along with. Secret time. That's
2: Ben Affleck's entire career. Is i'm friends with matt damon <laughs> and he's awesome not really I don't do much. he's done quite a few uh solo movies without matt damon and
1: every one of them i watch and i go I the town I mean, by the way that's the the, the town was uh, good uh armchair
2: the, yeah the, the robbery that's movie, about fenway, yeah, that was, that that was movie about fenway park yeah that was that, that was good. movie was phenomenal now, that, I think that was a good movie it was also good in pearl harbor which i've also seen yeah. you yeah. just didn't like he that because he wasn't the best one in that movie You didn't like that movie because the theme song was done by Aerosmith.
1: No. I don't... Was it? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, that was Armageddon.
2: Oh, yeah. That was the Ben Affleck movie where I went,
1: I will never be able to see Steven Tyler the
2: same way. It's the same movie. Pearl Harbor and Armageddon (laughs) are the exact same movie. You just put it in a different (laughs) setting. Okay? Things are going bad. and, And there's some bad things happening. One of them was just real life and one of them was on a spaceship
1: yeah uh okay here we go now we've got a lot of Nicolas cages there you go somebody finally got another right answer
2: is nicholas cage overrated a
1: hundred percent
2: but don't you have to be rated to be overrated no when was the last time you saw a movie and gone i have to see that it's got nick cage in it.
1: if you have an imdb that has 87 films on it that means you keep getting work for very little talent
2: nick nick was con was i thought i thought one of the
1: best movies he would ever do was that that new movie that came out where he played himself and he goes to visit like some drug kingpin i got 20 minutes into that movie and went okay this is not good
2: i just love how as time goes on nick cage looks more crazy than he did the time before mm-hmm. and now he also has one face and it's just his teeth are always exposed and his eyebrows never move they never did to no, begin it, with. It, just, it looks like somebody took his face and went, <laughs> he was actually face-off. They faced off him, mm-hmm. but they put his face on back his on face. his own body. <laughs> they put his face on his own face. Somebody said Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is not overrated. Alex says. Ah, Liam man. Neeson's not overrated. He just plays one character.
1: It's the same character in every movie. That uh, To me, that kind of makes you overrated. I like, a particular set of skills.
2: Will we'll Ferrell has more depth we'll than Liam you. Neeson. I can't. Disagree. I mean, Will Ferrell is the songbird of our generation, so I, I, I can't disagree with you in any way. And he plays the same character in every movie, and it's, and it's fine. And he makes a lot of money. I'm okay and with you playing the that. same character. You just have to do one that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Harrison Ford last night in 1923, and he's got this. It's almost. I, I, all right, you've seen the whole series, correct? Yes, you've seen the whole series in 1923. Yes. To me. It's almost like Harrison Ford watched Kevin Costner and went, "Wow, that guy's good. Let me try to imitate that at 80. <laughs> I'm a bad I'm a bad man and you don't want to mess with me. Fibromyalgia messes with you. okay? <laughs> you, you can't eat complex carbohydrates. Your arthritis is acting I mean, up
1: today because it's cloudy outside. Go thing. away, Grandpa. I was about
2: to say, if there's rain coming. I'm not really <laughs> scared of you.
1: You should be. An old guy with horses and guns and a lot of cowboys. And, yeah, that's and terrifying. At, and at
2: eighty years old, he might forget which, which which holster he put his gun in. That's why he sends everyone. Harrison else Ford to do just it. goes draw. And he pulls out a banana. It's like, oh yeah, that's for my arthritis.
1: <laughs> well, back in the day, you would have been
2: really scared of my phaser gun. Ugh, Star Star Wars most overrated franchise of all time. Stop that. Ooh, we got space bears and a gold trash
1: can and. <laughs> If Steven Tao has a hit list, you just wound up on it.
2: Star Wars is nothing but a space bear, a living Emmy, and a space trash can. That's it. That's the whole set. I just explained it. to And it's Fozzie Bear. Oh, yeah. He shows up and goes, every once in a while. <laughs> There's your movie. I explained it. If you've never seen Star Wars, I just gave just it to
1: you. It. You've just seen all of them. Every one of them. Alex says Harrison Ford's better than Clint Eastwood. You stop
2: that right now that's blasphemy you know what's funny right now if uh if Harrison Ford and Clint Eastwood got into a fight I'm taking Clint Eastwood no doubt sure and, and I'm pretty sure I Clint know. Eastwood's 147 years old <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Tao is Stephen Tao is excommunicating he's us he's canceled the Patreon so just he's got done to kill it all
1: he's just done he's he's pulling out can't i didn't just tell him anything kevin he didn't vick, already know about me kevin vick he's out as well like see we're losing fans by the second because uh, jeremy's right. hey, uh, we had, being ill towards uh space vacuum hey we added a lot from the cleveland browns yesterday so satisfied browns fan says johnny depp yeah, i can't agree with that on any level
2: i i want to disagree with it I, I i don't think i actually have a i don't think i have a take there that
1: he's not, neither oh he's just rated he's not overrated or yeah, underrated he's, he's just rated. Just right he's just, like, he's just he was right. really
2: good right. in pirates of the caribbean which i had no interest in mm-hmm. and i still watched it because he was phenomenal mm-hmm. uh now edward scissorhands Secret that window. was stupid have you ever seen
1: that movie i mean edward That's scissorhands
2: was dumb but it led to one of the great drinking games of all time edward 40 hands let's go yeah. reigning defending champion of the world <laughs> it's not one of his best movies i, I
1: wouldn't recommend uh cry <laughs> baby either that's not really a great movie or the lone ranger none of that well everything else johnny depp's ever done i, I feel like
2: I, I feel like it it rates and, and boys and girls this is why uh we, we we plan out a whole show and then we wind up talking about movies for the first 20 minutes that's what you get here in the sportsocracy and uh and funny stories yeah speaking of uh uh, kevin
1: bacon he was in town did you see this i did yeah
2: yeah he was in
1: town gave a uh gave a donation to the Asheville music academy on monday it's a pretty cool story Mm -hmm. i'm sure why he was here but uh, everybody loves Asheville. why not You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
4: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. the
1: sportsocracy that is some good
2: clean family fun there it's hot.
1: welcome back into the sportsocracy here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 uh those of you following along on the youtube channel yeah uh but we haven't flipped back yet because jeremy's not here i don't know where he's at but uh, there's big doings going on here at the uh at the radio station tomorrow, tomorrow morning, live on News Radio five seventy WWBC. Cowboy John Rhodes is getting married, live on the air. So they're trying to do all of the uh, logistics and make sure that that's all going to happen tomorrow, live <sighs> as uh, has been promised.
2: So by the time this show hectic. happens tomorrow, uh, I may be not legally alive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jeremy's felt like like crap
2: I all day I today. don't know what's happening with me, but I i got home last night and i felt a little weird by the time i left i had a fever late last night and i'm not talking about a cowbell fever and then i was apparently just blazing this morning so amy gave me take this to make you feel better and it's gotten me to hear but the running around and uh, oh yeah it's I'm, a lot it's i'm just a lot. i'm ready to curl up in a ball <laughs>
1: uh we continue to get some good responses in the youtube channel on the most overrated actors discussion as uh, jeremy dropped the bomb he said uh, that he tried to watch 1923 but he didn't know anybody in it because he he didn't watch the 1883 before not that that really really would have helped you because i had the same issue with 1923, when I started watching it, was I don't really know who these people are. All we know that is it's 40 years of the future of the uh, Dutton family story. But you should have started with 1883. Uh, but saying that Harrison Ford is the most overrated actor on the planet, and it's not even close, sparked off the discussion. We've gotten uh, uh, quite a few responses here about, uh, well, there's uh, Will Farrell has been mentioned several times. As one of the most overrated actors of all time.
2: Shia LaBeouf. I can get down with that. Well, I mean, his claim to fame was Transformers. Transformers so. was fun. One time. Uh, yep. And then we
1: did it four more times. <laughs> uh let's see. DNA Tooth
2: podcast says Jack Black is a top tier comedian, bad actor, though. He's also a great singer. He is a great singer. Uh, if you've never heard him sing wicked game you should look that up in the uh, next break because it's phenomenal
1: i don't feel like he's a horrible actor he's just one of those that is very typecast. oh yeah into roles he's, so the he's the somewhat crazy funny guy. fat yeah he's the crazy fat funny guy and that like me. character gets annoying jack black does have some he has he has more depth than that as an actor though um we've had kevin bacon mentioned who was in town uh as i mentioned at the end of the uh last segment uh on monday gave a nice donation to the asheville music academy uh, gage
2: camplin has a, the right answer
1: paulie shore and rob schneider those don't count as actors
2: yeah no they're they have a they play a character <laughs> that is the character they play in real life <laughs> right. uh, gage camplin has the right answer it's owen wilson yeah when you only can say good. one word and it's wow that's you're okay stop that he's awful yeah
1: i think that might be the common owen, ground owen that we wilson can all might be on. the one that i can agree on. owen wilson no doubt uh maybe that'll be next year's uh parched madness bracket but this year's we've got the uh the the greatest of all time professional wrestlers bracket
2: uh and we will have those out on the socials and we will be able to uh to, to get all of the uh, all of the things this is another one of those weeks where jeremy overextended himself yeah uh, indeed uh but we also have one of these okay oh hit it
3: i'm your huckleberry
2: uh armchair i think we all can agree kenny powers is a legend danny mcbride for the win bingo there you go. M- my mulleted friend danny mcbride that's bingo greatest actor of all time yeah I'm not going that far
1: but uh let's 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 get just a bit outside
2: Boy, you must be outside your mind.
0: The sportsocracy.
2: Just a bit outside. He tried the
5: corner
1: and missed. Since we've been talking TV and movies and and such, I guess we can keep talking about television for a little bit here because, well, it's time for HBO to make a decision on the 2023 Hard Knocks Preseason Team of the Year. Now, there are many teams that can be on Hard Knocks. If a team was like, hey, I really want to be on Hard Knocks, then obviously that would be a negotiation that they could have with HBO and be on it. However, not many teams really volunteer to be on this list or or to be a part of this. So did you know that the NFL has rules? Yes. On who cannot say, like, you can't say no, basically? Yes. I did not know this. So apparently... We have four teams in the NFL currently that if HBO says we want to do hard knocks, I guess they can't say no, according to the deal that the NFL has signed with HBO and the producers of hard knocks. So since 2014 teams have been exempt from being the focus of the, that year's hard Knocks season. If they have a first year head coach have been a playoff team in the last two seasons and if they've appeared on Hard Knocks in the last decade, there are four teams that do not fall that uh, under any of those provisions that would allow them to back out. Do you want to take one a guess? One of them is the Jets. One of them is the Jets.
2: there's the, your answer. And that's
1: the A number one. There's your answer. No doubt. The hard Knocks this year has to be with Aaron Rodgers, Captain no Ayahuasca, learning the Big Apple. Yeah, uh, HBO, end uh, the message, repeat the line. <laughs> the others though, they're not they're not bad stories. The New Orleans Saints are one of them. You got Derek Carr in town, you're trying to, you know, build a winner here. I'm not yeah. saying it's the greatest of stories, but it's still an int- it can make for an interesting training camp. I mean, I'm not averse to it, but the Washington Commanders, with the sale of the football
2: team going on at the same time as you got Eric Bieniemy coming in, I see. To me, that would be I'm trying to get your your wife or, or or the the people that don't watch sports. That to me would be the one that would be appealing there, which would be very appealing to, to HBO, I believe. I see that they've done a re- one of the things I have to commend HBO on is they have done a good job of really fixating on the football story and not the drama around. I I mean, if the drama is on the field, then Mm -hmm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I've always given HBO its flowers for doing a good job of Focusing on football stories. Plus, I got to be a
1: little selfish here while well, having the Washington Commanders on Hard Knocks would be a great time to get, uh, you know, one pretty boy, Sam Howell, a little face time with the national audience before he becomes the, uh, the next great quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and then the, uh, the, the fourth team is the Chicago Bears
2: which that story writes itself it does i would say chicago and the jets are are one and two there 100 percent. the jets are the no doubt one i think maybe the executive
1: producers of this show might be having a dogfight behind closed doors about which one of these teams are we going to make
2: do it this year but it's got to be new york oh no doubt no doubt uh speaking that we have breaking news about the jets that i will tell you after my just a bit outside story the ncaa tournament resumes tonight And we've got four different regionals. Well, one of them is in Las Vegas, which it's funny to me that Las Vegas was considered the Sodom and Gomorrah to the NCAA, and now we're doing a regional there. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the teams playing in that regional is UConn. Something that a lot of people don't know is that the NCAA will deal with the accommodations when you're in a regional like this. So they did that for UConn. And they put them at the Luxor in Las Vegas. Okay, if you know anything of Vegas, this is a—it's a pretty well-known spot. It's also pretty well-known to not be the creme de la creme of places to stay in Las Vegas. Okay, Yukon refused to stay there. <gasps> they had—they left because of the dirt, vomit, and worse that they found in their hotel rooms. Oh dear! So they left and made their own high-level hotel accommodations nearby arkansas by a thousand every time i hear a team say something like this where you've had to uproot where you were going to stay or uh, there was something weird happening in the hotel virtually every time those teams get killed
1: Hmm.
2: okay have you ever gotten to a hotel and just gone no once once
1: because i walked into the hotel and it literally looked like they had cleaned cleaned up a crime scene three days before It's funny i have and it looked like a, like you would have expected if there had been a chalk outline or a tape outline of a body in the middle of the room you'd go oh that makes sense look that dude got shot in the head i, I don't know what that
2: was i i've had two i because as i've said on the show i used to travel for a living so i've seen some stuff when it when it comes to hotels I stayed in one where, you know how they have the little the, the little piece between the carpet and, uh, like, the bathroom? It's a thing that keeps the carpet down. And, oh, yeah, yeah, Well, this one had been removed, and so I could see underneath the carpet. I don't know if there had been a homicide or if somebody had skint a deer in that shower. Oh. I'm not sure which one, Gross. but I, I called the one that booked for me and went, I don't care where else you send me just not here Mm -hmm. and from now on i booked my own hotels and that led to some fun tales
1: right for me (laughs) nice because you would uh you would book over your
2: budget is that oh yeah yeah uh the next hotel i stayed in was 700 dollars a night oh it was a lmno fired uh, oh and i when i expensed it it was you owe me this one because i stayed in the hotel where i'm pretty sure somebody got killed for two nights right so yo me this one
1: say what you got the like the presidential suite at the Weston. oh it
2: was a it was a full spa i had oh it was oh oh, it was wonderful good for you it was wonderful it's the only time i've ever had cucumber on my eyes it's quite nice i mean i don't want anybody to touch me at a spa i'm I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the jeremy green spa experience i'll sit in the hot tub with the, with the little cucumber things on my eyes and a, and a lovely mask. But now if anybody touches me, uh, we're going to fight. Uh, Jeremy doesn't do massages. Get somewhere. But you should. No. I yeah. don't want some random person touching me. That's the out. We have breaking news. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the
5: news? Who's going to break the
2: news? This is from Adam Schefter. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott has narrowed down his options of his next destination. Okay. Would you like to take a stab at who any of the three of them are? Uh, Arizona Cardinals. No. They're all three high-level contenders. High-level contenders. Two of the three have been in a Super Bowl in the last two years. So, so like the Chiefs? Nope. The Bengals. (laughs) Yeah. I don't feel like they're going to come after you. The Bills? Nope, hadn't been in the Super Bowl last time. Oh, that's right. Uh, Who just played in the Super Bowl? That's not Philadelphia. The TV. And the New York Jets. <laughs> please, please. And he would like to make his decision about where to sign by the end of next week. You can get Jonah Williams, Ezekiel Elliott,
1: Odell Beckham Jr. Let's just bring them all in. This you s- you you tempted the fates. You tempted God when you asked him for Baker Mayfield to end up in Tampa Bay, and now you have to get it uh, tenfold. Isn't that
2: what the good book says? Well, <laughs> it's worth it. It's it was worth, worth it, it. it for your quarterback to be Baker Mayfield. It's worth it. Well, I, I feel like that is selfish of you. I'm shocked that any of those three teams would want Ezekiel Elliott. I'm looking at the Jets going, uh, you do get, they've already got three running backs, right? I mean, we didn't tender James Robinson, so he went away, Mm -hmm. but how many carries exactly are there for Ezekiel Elliott? Not many. The Eagles I vaguely get and the Bengals, I guess I get a little bit. The Jets don't make any sense. Coming up next here in the Sportsocracy,
1: Jeremy's bangers of the night as March Madness returns for the Sweet 16 and at the top of the four o'clock hour. We'll have the top 13 running backs in the 2023 NFL draft draft class per ESPN Draft Nerd. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget. And in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
3: It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingalls-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The
2: coffee's the clothes, home. Get on the money!
3: Then when you get
0: the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car.
2: Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. 2-3 Wednesday, that makes me 5-5 five and five against the spread for the week as we head back into college basketball with the Sweet 16 kicking off tonight. Thursday is the lesser night to watch, but provides better value in the books. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Kansas State's a 1.5-point dog tonight, over under 138.5 against the Michigan State Spartans. This one's going to be fun. Completely different coaches in Jerome Tang and Tom Izzo, completely different styles, and one great big question. Is Michigan State the team I saw last week or are they the team I've seen the rest of the year? The Spartans were one of the easiest teams in college basketball to figure out before last weekend. They'll never turn you over and they're gonna light it up from three. Then they play Marquette, couldn't hit water off a boat from three, forced a ton of turnovers and smoked the Eagles. I don't think this is who that team is. And I'm going to take the resume on the whole instead of the most recent thing I've seen. Kansas State plays fast, it's a fun team to watch, and they have a lot of firepower that I think can handle Sparty. I look for this to be one of the best games of the tournament, and it will be close. Swing for me, I'm catching points with what I think's the better team. Give me the Cats, plus one and a half, they went out right, and I'm going aggressive on the over. Arkansas is a four and a half point dog against UConn over under 140. This is 2023 college basketball. There are four no doubt NBA players in this game, and the story is going to be the coaches. Arkansas is the most talented team, but they've struggled to put it together all year long. I firmly believe the Hogs are closer to the team I thought they were going to be before the year started right now than they've been all year. They have too much talent to lose a game like this, in my humble opinion. I hope Eric Musselman Most ironic name in the history of college basketball. Keeps his shirt on after this one, but I'm riding hog, pig, suey, Razorbacks plus four and a half. They went out right over the 140. The Tennessee Volunteers are a five-point favorite against the Florida Atlantic Owls. This is the easiest game of the weekend for me. I just saw Tennessee defensively shut down a potent Duke offense, and FAU ain't Duke. Tennessee's a team of monsters, they're one of the best defensive teams in the country, and the Owls are one of the smallest teams left in the tournament. They're deep, they play a lot of players, but it's not going to be enough against Tennessee. It's been the greatest year in the history of the program, but it ends tonight. Rocky Top, minus five, it's never in doubt, and Rick Barnes is one game short of the Final Four. Finally, UCLA is a one-point favorite against Gonzaga. This is the game of the night, and I'm going to need four Red Bulls just to see the end of it. Can we stop with the 945 Eastern tip-offs in the tournament? That's a story for another day. These are two of the most veteran teams in college basketball, two great coaches, and this is a rematch of the best tournament game I've seen in a long time with many of the same pieces. I'm not sure what happened to the Zags defensively, but they are nowhere near as intimidating as they once were. UCLA is big, fast, and talented, and I think it's too much for the Zags. UCLA wins a track meet. I'm going over the 146. For more, follow us on all the social medias, at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. it out.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You
2: are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper
0: than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
1: It is the sportsocracy, and we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and we're seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat, get your uh, opinions in on each and every topic of the show, and throw us a topic. You never know when we're just going to pick it up and run with it. You never know when Jeremy's gonna say something stupid like Harrison Ford's the most overrated actor of all time. All time not close.
2: And then we just uh we just run with it for a little while. Owen Wilson. Wow. Only one that's even close. It's the right answer. Yeah, it's the only one that's even close. I mean Harrison Ford's one. <laughs> Owen Wilson's a, a decent two.
1: Oh, uh, what is it? What what is it with you? Wow. It is the uh it is the draftmas season. Oh,
2: draft tree, oh draft
1: mystery. We continue to uh, count down the days to the NFL draft. How lovely are thy prospects? Flo Thomas Jeremy Green at ESPN Draft Nerd on Twitter throwing out uh, all his bangers all draft season long. Not sure that you're going to be able to find as uh, spicy of a, as spicy of a Vegas tip. For this draft, as you found last year. Oh, the Trayvon you know, Walker going number one overall.
2: I was about to say you mean where I made somebody's house payment for a year because I told yep. them to uh is, is it, uh Trayvon Walker was going number one. Yep. Yeah, I don't have one of those this year. Uh and with running backs, which is what we're talking about today, right? Uh here's the least spicy thing you'll ever hear in your life. My number one running back in this class is B. John Robinson. Shocker of shockers. If you hear anybody say so they have anybody else even in the ballpark don't listen to another word they say because it's not close there couldn't there couldn't be another one i mean there's another. There, there are more good running backs in this class
1: i'm not saying they're not what i'm saying is anywhere close to be john robinson jameer gibbs is probably the closest to me and it is a chasm between
2: the two there B. John's the only three down running back in this class i have him as the number one player in this class period he just plays a devalued position. I mean, I've tried to find knocks on him. I don't have many. Uh I mean, he's got four, four, eight speed. That's probably the biggest knock I have is that, well, he doesn't run a four three eight. that's probably the the the, the, the most negative thing I could say about him. Didn't have elite offensive line play, so there were times that he was a little hesitant. Other than that, he's he is an absolute dog. I mean, this is Saquon Barkley, and he's thicker than Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Excellent pass catcher. Th- true three-down running back. He's a good blocker. He can do it all. He can do it all. In the top of the next hour, we will draft the running backs of the last five classes and this one. And I have the number one pick, and I'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, I'll, I'll ruin the surprise. This is my number one. It's over Saquon, it's over Najee Harris, and for me, it's not. It, it's not that it's not close with Saquon. I was gonna say, but it, he's a comfortable one. Okay. I struggle to figure out how he's not going to go in the top ten, even though he's a running back. All right, well, and if it wasn't for Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott and, and all these other guys that have basically been wastes of top ten picks, he would be a no doubter. I could see Arizona just saying, "You know what? What we're, we're we're getting a guy." Wouldn't shock me in the least if they just said, you know what, we need a a true weapon on offense because we're not going to have Kyler Murray. I would say his floor is probably Philadelphia at 10. Now, Philadelphia signs Ezekiel Elliott, then that makes me think there's probably less of a chance of that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they're even a hard team to figure out. What exactly are you going to do? Because at 10, virtually anybody's going to be a reach for what they need. Well, there hasn't been a running back drafted inside the top 10 since
1: Saquon Barkley went number two overall in 2018 to the New York Giants.
2: We should fix that this year. Now, there's a possibility that we won't.
1: Well, he won't make it much further
2: past 10 if he makes it past that. If he makes it past 10, it gets a little harder to figure out where he's going to land. Because then you get well, into because- teams that have massive needs, and I don't necessarily think anybody's going to trade up to get him. I've had him penciled into the Chargers as that's your drop dead spot at twenty one forever. Mm-hmm. I just as I've as I've really dug into this class, I don't think you're going to make it that long. There are too many question marks about too many players. I know exactly what this kid is. He's going to come in and be a top five running back in the NFL immediately. Uh, your fantasy drafts next year, yeah, take B. John Robinson in the first round, mm-hmm. depending on where he goes. Mm-hmm. If he's in Philadelphia, uh, full speed ahead. If he does not go in
1: the top ten, and if Tennessee hangs on to Derrick Henry, because I could see that. If they got rid of Derrick Henry, maybe they well, would be are not getting swayed. rid of Derrick
2: Henry. Maybe they would be swayed to trade him, or to draft him at 11. They have too many needs to take a run back at 11. You just have too many. For me, it's D- Detroit. The teams in the top ten that make at least vague sense to me are Arizona, Detroit, Philadelphia. If he falls past that, Detroit at 18 is probably his drop dead. And that's just a sheer luxury pick because of how good that roster that's is. That's
1: where a trade-up in a, a trade up will come into play. Some Maybe. Somebody, if they're desperate enough, if they absolutely have to have B. John Robinson, you have to get up to – 15 16 17 green bay washington pittsburgh one of those three teams you got to get because you got to get in line before detroit and tampa because i, I feel i feel certain that if he was on the board
2: tampa would not pass him up i i don't think i can agree with you i don't think i can agree with you on tampa you have too many needs that are too pressing running back is what a good team can take yeah because it's a luxury pick or a bad offensive team team can take because I just have to have somebody that my offense can revolve around.
1: Or if I need to have a running game
2: for my rookie-ish quarterback. What, what, what rookie-ish are you talking about? Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask will not see the field this year. You're crazy. <sighs> yeah, you signed Baker Mayfield to back up Kyle Trask.
1: Yes, for $4 million. Hoof
2: beats. <laughs> zebras, horses. Tank looks at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and sees a whole flock of zebras. I don't know what a I don't know what a group of zebras is. I'm I'm assuming it's a herd. It has to be a herd. Is it a herd? I um,
1: think it would be a herd, not a flock. Those Sounds are, better with a flock. Those, those are drones. Drones are in flocks. Bingo. That's the point, though. Uh, somebody is. I mean, Bijan's going to make some team very happy. Absolutely. In this NFL draft. Absolutely. He is far and away the number one running back in this class. and you he build leads, your offense around him. Yep, and he leads off uh, at ESPN Draft Nerd. Jeremy Green's top 13 for the 2023 running back class. Then after that,
2: is there much of a discussion at two? Uh, no, it's Jameer Gibbs. Now, if Jameer Gibbs was three inches taller, he would be in the ballpark of Bichon. It, it would not surpass him, but he's real real whittle five nine a buck eight ninety nine i think is what he came in, nine that was five the official nine. wow five nine and he's just like a shred over five nine so he's he is little he's really he's shockingly good between the tackles as small as he is and he is a ridiculously good receiver i mean this could be austin eckler 2.0 where you're lining him up in the slot because he is that good at catching the football I think he's a great, talented player. I, I've said Carolina. That should be, uh, w- when you come on the clock in the second round, that should be the player you just have circled. Mm-hmm. If he's here, I'm doing it, and I don't care.
1: But is he also a guy who can run between the tackles? Yes. He's a better runner between the tackles than Austin Eckler. Okay. You used that analogy, so I had to ask the question because that's been your knock on on Eckler, and rightfully so. Oh, no He's doubt. not the between-the-tackles the, guy.
2: The knock on Gibbs is he is a god-awful pass blocker Mm -hmm. so if you see him on the field you know he this is the darren sproles rule of i know you're not picking anybody up because that now like now you're playing 10 on 11 because he will get mowed down by nfl linemen linebackers even some corners i mean that's how bad he is at doing this so that's why i think he winds up in one of those eckler roles where yeah you see him here you know what he's doing so i'm not even going to give you the the misconception that he's going to stay in the block
1: Right, so if he comes, you know, if he does come to the Carolina Panthers and you see him on the field, you're probably going to see Tommy Tremble in front of him. Yeah, right. well, that makes plenty of sense. <laughs> right. They could run it, they could throw it,
2: but you know you're not having Jameer Gibbs hang in there to chip the linebacker. It didn't have, uh, I was a little shocked his vert wasn't higher. Uh, he wasn't as freakishly athletic as I thought. He's just really, really, really fast
1: jameer gibbs i don't feel like he got the, the he didn't get the attention at georgia tech that maybe well, his talent awful well i get it but that maybe his talent deserved and then he goes to alabama and then all of a sudden everybody's talking about him oh he could be a heisman contender blah 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 blah, blah.
2: and then they lose a couple games and he gets overshadowed because he's not derrick henry he's right. not uh Mark Ingram. That's the only way you're getting any pub in the in the Alabama office. Yeah, and that's that's just the thing is that if you give me Jameer Gibbs with somebody that is really good as a pass blocker and can run between the tackles, uh I'm in. All right. Bijan Robinson one, Jameer Gibbs two, very spicy. Oh yeah. I, and guess what? My third, it's spicy too. It's Devin A. Chain, the running back at Texas AM. Speaking of real 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 fast uh-huh uh Devin a chain does that really really well Four three what do you run a four three two mm-hmm. he's one of the fastest players in this draft class uh i think he comes in immediately he's another guy that's small though he's under five nine he's five eight and a half so i, I don't necessarily think you're drafting him to be your bell cow but i don't think we do that with many running backs now anyway no. See, that's why running back's been so devalued, because you don't get many guys like Bijan that can come in and be a three-down running back.
1: No, because it's so hard to do that. Teams have learned that there's really, what, in the last seven years of the NFL, there's been pretty much just one running back that seems to have been able to get heavy tote and be indestructible. And that was Derrick Henry. Yes. And just a year, you know, the, the last two years is when he's been dinged up and there have been question
2: marks. Everybody runs a running back by committee <laughs> scheme now. The The biggest knock for me on A-Chain is he's not as good of a receiver as I want him to be. I mean, he can do it. It's He's really going to have to refine the technique in the NFL. He's just a guy I want to get the ball in his hands. Uh, he's a good runner. I actually think he can be a between-the-tackles runner pre- he just never does it. Mm-hmm. He ha- He's one of those players that you see these guys a lot, especially when they're really fast at running back. All he wants to do is bounce it outside because he knows, if I can get the corner, I'm just going to outrun you. And it's not that he's averse to contact. It's just that's what he knows. He knows get to the corner and outrun people. Mm-hmm. But he's such a raw, uh, physical freak of nature that I, I think he will be – I'll give you an example. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. You want to add a running back to pair with Derrick Henry that does things that he doesn't necessarily do, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. He's a, His speed makes him a mismatch.
1: That's the thing that I like about him at the next level, is if you're going to use him as a receiver, you better have an extra corner in there. You better have the safety Oh, because he, a li- he will him. obliterate a lot. Exactly. Linebacker. He is going to destroy your linebacker and just make him look silly running routes. And so – From from all of the
2: experts that I trust, he's a hell of a route runner. I'll tell you another stat about Devin Haim that that blows my mind: ten percent, ten percent, ten percent of the kicks that he fielded in college went to the house. Ten percent. How many did he turn? 50 They had five. Okay. That's, that's it's, either five that's or six. Good. it's no lower than five right that's a, that's a pretty good percentage okay yes, he right. is he is a dynamic let's say guard. what did he return 10 kicks in one time he no, got no, lucky no, no. <laughs> no i think he either had five or six i can't remember which one it is All right i'll look in the break okay devin
1: a chain the running back out of texas a&m comes in at number three on jeremy greens top 13 running backs for the 2023 nfl draft how about number four on this list Several guys that could be in contention for this. We'll see where Flo Stradamus goes because it only gets spicier from here as the uh, the gap between the talent gets smaller and smaller and smaller. This is the Sportsocracy, and you're listening on ESPN, Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400, of course, everywhere
2: on the iHeartRadio app.
5: Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800 627 1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
3: There's a lot of talk about heroes these days.
5: Hey, buddy, you wanna go fishing?
3: The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me go. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes like <laughs> are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget
4: your fish food. Catch a big one. Nice, Ingles, See you later, Dad. all
3: Bye. the ingredients for family.
1: The sportsocracy. Hello, everybody. This is good old JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. Boy, these boys are smart. You talk about goofy and a pet coon. Let me tell you something. This show is a legitimate slobber knocker. Welcome back into the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, the top 13 running backs of the 2023 NFL Draft Class. Only Flo brings you top 13s because he's the most superstitious man on the planet
2: that's probably true if there's somebody more i would love to meet them because that person is completely out of their mind
1: top three running backs uh shouldn't be surprising in this class Bijan robinson out of texas is number one jameer gibbs from alabama at two and then you got texas a&m's Devin a chain coming in at three amazing speedster who follows him at number four tajay spears running back out of two lane Ooh! i see i knew there was gonna be some spicy coming here
2: yeah i mean you know with me there's (laughs) wait you see who's next you think this one's spicy wait do you see the next one uh I, i i like this kid a lot and a few years ago probably wouldn't have had him as high because he's another kid that's that's really little uh don't be surprised when you hear that of the 13 running backs we're gonna rank here don't be surprised when you hear it out of 10 of them that's just the way it works uh this is the best open field runner in the draft. Uh, he is a kid that he can get to the edge. He can be caught and break the tackle better than any running back we're going to talk here. Mm-hmm. And for me, there is a a real allure to that. He also doesn't have the big hole in his game. Several of these guys can't pass block to save their lives. I'm not telling you he's good at it. He's at least serviceable. And that's why I think if there is a second three down back in this class it's T- it's tajay spears i don't think either of the two in front of him could ever be that he could be as the fourth running back in this class though where where should he be taken back into the second round okay beginning of the third uh i would say Bijon's B- top 10 15 20 Jameer gibbs is first 10 picks in the second round Devin a chain will fall somewhere in the mid to late second and then tajay spears should go late second early third And and you'll just kind of roll that way with with the rest of these. Ty J. Spears is almost as good of a receiver as Jameer Gibbs is.
1: When you see him in the NFL,
2: do you picture him in a certain uniform? Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, one of those teams that runs that that true blocking scheme where I need you to make one cut. The zone run, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A a true zone run scheme, I think he can be a three-down running back. Even though he's as little as he is. 5'9", five five I think he's 5'9", 5'9 somewhere in there, 200 pounds. Not the strongest running back I've ever seen, but he's strong enough. Mm-hmm. And he plays meaner than – when you see him in the hotel lobby, you probably don't think, that guy right there is the, a the, the vicious runner. I, know, I, he is. I, I always
1: have this, this fear when I see it quoted now because you make such a big deal about it with running back prospects. When somebody's described as having a basketball player type build. I have seen that in three different scouting
2: profiles of Ty J Spears. And I don't agree with it. Okay. Yeah, I don't agree. There are a couple of these guys, uh, namely one that's coming in two running backs that have that. I don't see that with him. That's the carry on Johnson rule of basketball player builds are always guys that tend to have injuries. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see that with him because I think he's, I think his legs are bigger than what people make them out to
1: be. Mm-hmm. And as our former co-host in the uh, Sports Tank on News Radio Five Seventy WNBC long ago, Nate Brown would always say, "Basketball players are soft. That's why you don't want your football players looking like basketball players." All right, so not that big of a concern for Flo Stradamus with Tyje Spears. I've heard a lot of buzz about him in this draft process, and uh, it gets louder and louder every day as you see him landing here in the top four of Jeremy's
2: running back rankings. At number five. Roshan Johnson, running back out of Texas. Wow, okay. I My biggest belief with Roshan is I think you made a poor decision of where to play your college football. Because you sat behind a guy that made it look like you weren't as good as you are. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about little guys. Yeah, Roshan doesn't have that problem because he's a gigantic human being. Six foot, 225, thick build. Uh, not He doesn't have blinding speed, but 458 is not as slow as people make it out to be. No. It just looks bad by comparison. When you see A-Chain running the low 4.3s, Tajay running in the low 4.4s. Four I'll give you a point of comparison chase brown the four four five he's about half Roshan Johnson's size so and, and I like him it's just this is Roshan's more my kind of running back I want the big guy that i i i ask you to get three yards you'll go get me three yards mm-hmm. and he will do that consistently I could see him going in the back end of day three of day two he was one that always
1: the Senior Bowl did him a lot of favors. He he was one that in the last two years, I thought, why are you not transferring? Why are you not going somewhere else to be the star? We saw Jameer Gibbs do it, go from Georgia Tech, and then all of a sudden he's a Heisman candidate when he goes to Alabama. What was keeping Roshan Johnson?
2: Loyalty. In te- in he Texas? loves Texas.
1: And there's something to it's be said always for that. W- there
2: is. There's absolutely something to be said for that. Every person I know that sat in a room with a Roshan Johnson has said he is as impressive of a kid as you will ever talk to in your life. And he's good in space, shockingly enough, at the size he is. Mm-hmm.
1: Speedy power back. Mm-hmm. He's got the full package. Roshon Johnson, top five in this running back class. How about number six?
2: Zach Evans, Ole Miss. Okay, limited kid, playing time. He's a bit of a head case. He played it. A- let's see how many places did he commit he committed to georgia at Mm -hmm. one point Mm -hmm. played at tcu played at Ole miss committed some alabama uh there's another one i think of the texas a&m texas a&m yeah his recruitment was very strange and he is he's a bit of a head case but with the ball in his hands he is terrifying and this is a projection because i I I didn't see a ton of him over the two years that he legitimately played, and he played two different places. But the talent is very very obvious. 5'11", 200 pounds. I he didn't run, but I think he would have run somewhere in the neighborhood of a four low four fours. Makes sense. Might have, might be even faster than that. He might have been in the the high four three range. I. I feel like he would have been, I mean,
3: this is is another one of those,
1: right. This is, this is another one of these, uh, you know, running back prospects that also was like a track star in high school. Zach Evans fell in fell into that territory.
2: And, And I mean, he's, he's a freakishly talented player. There is a lot of head case with him though. Like it's what I just said about Roshan Johnson. People do not get the same feeling talking to Zach Evans it's more this is a very me first kind of guy mm-hmm. he's been look he's never been happy anywhere that he ever was probably should not have come out in this class should have had another year at old miss to, to give us another year of tape and mm-hmm. that was just a non-starter nope i will go to the league I, he this is a kid that thinks he could have gone into the nfl as a senior in high school well he's wrong but he believes that
1: you know, the more and more I think about it, and the more and more usage that uh, young rookie running backs have to go through, and then they're all used up by the time their rookie
2: contract is over, I'm starting to think maybe more should try to do that. Uh, it's a horrible idea. It's a horrible yeah, idea. You know how stupid you think it was what I said about Harrison Ford? Uh, I'm in the same ballpark with what you just said. What, the running backs should try to come into the league earlier? Yes uh if if there is one position that i genuinely need you to have all your grown-up boy pants on it's running back well i'm not saying right out of high school that's that's not what i meant what i meant was if you're a draftable running back you should come out as a junior that's the first opportunity you get to get in the draft you should do it but now i don't like the 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 younger guys doing that i want your body to be as developed as it's going to
1: be no i've never been on the maurice claret Oh, no, I, like, and I no, wasn't even talking about that. We're out. Like, I'm, I'm out on guys going earlier than the three years. But I'm getting into the league as soon as I possibly no can. Because I don't want any more tread on these tires than there has to be. Because I want a chance to be able to not only earn the second contract,
2: but also maybe live up to a little bit of it. Uh, we've got one more, and, and I definitely want to do this before the break solely because in our YouTube chat, somebody just brought this up. And it was Bill Budichek, resident New England Patriots fan. Okay. My number seven is Tank Bigsby, running back out of Auburn. Love the name. Uh, of Great course Great guy. Do. Great guy. Yeah, of course you do. You know my feeling about grown men that go by nicknames. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see you t- say that to his face. T- tanks? Well, I mean, you do realize next to me he would look like a small child. He's 210. two ten. I'm six five, two forty five. So
1: yeah, but see so that works for you. Physique is a little oh, yeah. different. Oh, I mean, there's <laughs> much more.
2: Uh, I'm much more Billsbury, and he's much more tank.
1: Hundred
2: percent. He has really impressed me in the in the pre-draft process. I didn't have him this high. I had him in the back end of the top thirteen, and virtually every person in the industry I've talked to has mentioned him to, to me at some point, and it's made me revisit. And use the Will Levis rule of he didn't have any talent around him, mm-hmm. and look what he did in that in that competitive of a conference with virtually nothing around him. Yeah, very there's ho- not another draftable Auburn player offensively in this class. Mm-hmm. I I believe it's very hard to average five and a half yards a carry in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think he's going to come into the league and be? He's a he he's got great balance. It's one of the things I love about his game. My fear is that I don't know that he will ever even be usable in the passing game. He's not a very good blocker. Uh, he's not a very good receiver, but he's another one. Uh, if you want three yards, he'll go get it for you. He will go get it for you. Wish he had run a little bit faster. Four, five, six was, it, it, that's one that I missed his 40 time by hundredths of a second. And that is not common. So it could have been a bad day. Who knows? but I think he will be a good player in the NFL for
1: somebody. All right, just over halfway through the top 13 running backs in the 2023 NFL draft class with at ESPN Draft Nerd Jeremy Green. You got a comment? Get it in the uh, YouTube comment section. I don't know what I was looking for there. I don't I either.
2: He's, he's trying to use his big bullet words.
1: Maybe. I don't, you know. it's all this uh, tech stuff. I'm like, is that a chat room? Do we still call him that? No. no. No, we don't. Those went out with, with Yahoo, right? Yes, ASL. If you
2: know, you know. If you know, you know. You're in the need sports- a shirt that says that. <laughs> You're Might in need the need to get on that.
1: In the sportsocracy, this is ESPN Asheville. We will continue with the top 13 running backs of the 2023 NFL draft class coming up after the break, as long as well as get a little weird.
4: I believe real estate isn't about properties; it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
3: Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA Choice and Prime Meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. On the weird scale,
0: there's Vegas, there's Florida, (laughs) And there's
1: Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Uh, you know, it's going to be about uh, one of just a few things uh, for me when it comes to the weird stories. And animals always trip my trigger. Especially, first off, I got to say, T's and peas to the family of this young man because uh, there was a, the, the day started out pretty rough for... Pennsylvania police the other day when uh, they received a 911 call from a young man's roommate called 911 911 to report that his 23 year old roommate was unresponsive. When first responders got to the scene, cops and ambulance and such, it, the man was already dead. Now, the day got rougher. For the cops after that because what they had to take out of this guy's house after they found the guy dead they removed hundreds of reptiles from inside the home including a count of nearly 100 venomous snakes including two black mambas first i have the question of a 23 year old man like what are you doing? What? Why? How do you have this much money to have this many venomous reptiles around? Second question I have is, how did you die? I, I I mean, zebras, horses. One's one's brain would go that way. Cops say no. That's that's not the case. The the coroner says he was not bitten by one of the uh, venomous snakes that was taken out of this, out of this home, uh, among the venomous snakes, they also left at the home about a hundred other non-venomous snakes. So this guy had his own like reptile farm inside this random house in Pennsylvania. Uh, also they took a lizard out of the house and a crocodile.
2: Where did you got a crocodile. You're raising a crocodile in some bathtub in Pennsylvania. You know, most important message of the wow. day is always don't do don't do crimes. And I feel like we need to audible that. So don't do snakes. Don't do snakes. My story is from Stockton, California. It's about a tow truck driver. His name was Eliu Canalis. He had a YouTube channel, okay, and it was highlighting bad drivers in Stockton, California. So here's what he would do. These tow truck driver, so he drove around a lot. Mm-hmm. And he would get all of these ridiculously up close videos of car crashes. Mm-hmm. We would upload them to his YouTube channel, and it was Bad Drivers of Stockton. Well, over the course of time, investigators became to, uh, began to get curious as to how this man had so many close up videos of car crashes. Mm hmm. They then realized that he had filed 54 insurance claims and had been in 22 motor vehicle accidents in the last four years. So he's out causing the accident. Exactly. So what he would do is he would hide in the blind spot of certain kinds of cars because they couldn't see him. As they would go to make a lane change, he would either speed up or drive into them. And in the state of California, whoever comes over the center line is at fault. Mm Mm-hmm. So, basically, he paid for two tr- tow trucks by filing insurance claims on his old jalopy tow truck. Wow. And it took them five years to figure it out. <laughs> you'd think after the first couple of times, you'd go,
1: wait a minute. You, this has got to be the most unlucky guy on the planet.
2: But the state of California did get some retribution when they charged him because they charged him with 54 counts of insurance fraud. Ooh. Reckless driving. Here's the bad one assault with a deadly vehicle no because every one of those they deemed after they reviewed it he caused them and causing car wrecks is mm-hmm. assault with a deadly vehicle absolutely he's going to do a whole mess of times in jail hey maybe he'll find some dum dum in for contempt of court that'll help him break out don't do crimes don't do crimes it is the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville. we continue here
1: with the top 13 running backs as named by at espn draft nerd jeremy green here in the sportsocracy top 13 running backs of the 2023 nfl draft we've gone through the first seven Bijan robinson jameer gibbs devin a chain those were the top three then he's got uh a couple of surprises. I didn't expect I expected these guys to be on the list, but not so high. At number four, Tajay Spears from Tulane. Roshan Johnson, the other running back from Texas, which I mean, he's like the Arn Anderson of this draft class. Like he was he's always <laughs> right, but he was always uh, behind Rick Flair, aka B. John Robinson. Uh Zach Evans, Mr. Transfer himself at number six, and then Tank Bigsby greatest name in the nfl draft not close
2: at number seven and you're not biased in any way nope at number eight dwayne mcbride uab this is danny's brother uh no Uh, this is the stereotypical thumper power back that uh, i have always really liked he's just kind of difficult to evaluate because he virtually never run out of a traditional set UAB played a lot of shotgun, played a lot of pistol. So I've never actually seen him at a normal depth for a running back. So I'm not really sure how he's going to translate in the league. My projection is that it's very well because he did well at things that I'm not so sure he was really cut out to do. He didn't fit the system all that well, but he was really, really good. But he's also, he's kind of like a rock rolling downhill. Um, Uh, once he gains some momentum he's really difficult to bring down It also takes him a minute to get to that point because acceleration is not really his biggest uh if he had run the 40 i feel like his 10 yard split would look like a defensive tackle (laughs) and then because he's not but then once he gets to that top speed oh oh boy that's that's not going to be fun to bring down
1: yep Okay, uh, I know you hate player comps, but I just saw this one on him, and I got to throw
2: it out there for you, Tyler Algier. Oh no, I hate that one a lot. You hate that? Oh, one? Oh, I hate that one a lot. Yeah, I hate that <laughs> you one a lot. Don't even see that. I hate player comps because nine times out of ten they're like that. Hey, I got a running back that's the same size. They don't play in any way the same way, but they're the same height, weight, and speed. Hmm. Okay, so that means my player comp would be Jason Witten. Yeah. <laughs> number nine uh, this is one that a lot of people are probably shocked that i haven't said by now that i'm not as sold on as anybody else is zach Carbonet, running back ucla mm-hmm. what is it you don't like about zach i think he's fine he's got good size i just i look back to all right so if you take him out of this funky little chip kelly offense i never saw that guy i never saw that guy at Michigan. I just i I feel like he was in a gimmicky offense in a terrible conference defensively, and that's where everybody started losing their mind about him. I don't think he's particularly fast uh, in terms of high end speed. He's I think he's more track fast than he is on field fast. Never makes anybody miss. Couldn't catch a cold if you sucked his head in water and put him in a freezer, and he's not a good pass blocker yes he does a really good job running between the tackles so do four guys that i've talked about before him and that's all they do Mm -hmm. and they do it better than he does Mm -hmm. and that's oh that's not all they do it's all he does and they do it better than he does so i hear people lose their minds about him and i just i see mediocre nfl running back written all over him now in the right system where uh, Kansas City, somewhere like that, where I do spread people out, and now it's just hat on a hat. And it, he will—he fi- gets exactly what's blocked for him. And so if what's blocked for him is really good, then, yeah, he could look better than what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If he winds up with a team that doesn't do that particularly well, then he's going to be a 3.8-yard-a-carry guy. And so I, just, I don't see it the, the way other people do. What's your uh, prognostication on his draft window? Day three. I think he'll go sometime in day three. Every running back from here on out is in is in that day three. Yes, so somewhere fifth, fourth, sixth. fourth. I would say he probably goes in the fourth. I think he's going to get overdrafted because the, the people that love him, they absolutely love him. Right. I don't really get why, but uh, Trevor Sikkema from from PFF thinks he's the third best running back in this class. I think he uh, hit. Uh, domestic lights really aggressively <laughs> when he was watching this tape but right. it, you know i've been wrong before okay all right zach carbonate running backs but i've been wrong before
1: zach Carbonet from uh ucla also he was uh he was at michigan for the first two years yes yeah the first two years of his college career then transferred to ucla uh put up big numbers in the pack 12 but doesn't everyone oh yeah
2: because nobody plays any defense at number 10 This is a guy that if he didn't have – if there was more tread on the tires, I would probably like him better than I do. Uh, Israel Abanaconda, running back out of Pittsburgh. He's got a lot of carries on him. A lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there are two in this section that they both fall into that of. they got a lot of carries on him. Now, they're all talent. I think he's a top five running back in this class. I just don't know that you're going to get more than the rookie deal out of him. Because he could be, he could be out of the league in four years. Because I, you could go through injury issues. Uh, now I like him a lot. He offers you nothing as a pass blocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're a better pass blocker than he is. Thank you. But now you catch him on a uh, on a screen pass, which is about the only way you can catch the ball. He can hurt you. Mm-hmm. He's not as physical as I would like him to be because he's not. I mean, he's thick, but he's not real big. 5'10", Five ten, two fifteen you would expect that guy to be a really physical violent runner he's not he's not and he can only in the passing game if he's the receiver i can i could probably draw a chalk outline on the field of this is where he's going to catch this because anywhere else and it could go real 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 bad he does
1: have some breakaway speed though once yes. once he gets into the open field he can he can make defenses look silly I liked him at Pittsburgh. I thought he was a, I thought he was a really great ACC running back. He was a very talented running back on a
2: mediocre team in a bad conference. But I don't know that that translates to the next level. Yeah, my fear with him is what exactly would he have done in the Big Ten? Because I'm not sure it would have gone quite as well for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Israel
1: Abacanda at number Abanaconda. 10. Abanakanda. Huh? Abanakanda. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, at uh, number eleven, Kendra Miller, running back out of TCU. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't have him in the top thirteen originally, and I had to go back and and watch some tape on him. And it could all be the scheme, but he did some things I really liked this year. I'm just not really sure what you do in the league. I, mean, I think you'll be fine. As a between the tackles runner, never special or anything like that. He is thickly built, five eleven, two fifteen. He's not particularly fast. I think he's in the high four or fives, but he's another one like a Bonac- I, I see him in a Bonaconda and very, very similarly. I just, I've seen higher upside out of a Bonaconda than I have out of Kendra Miller. Another one that if you if you if it's a catch and run spot, he can hurt you mm-hmm. badly. He just doesn't do – he doesn't have the route tree that, say, a Bijan or a Jameer Gibbs or somebody like that. And I think that's his role in the league. I'm just not sure that it's not kind of a limited role. But he's a talented player. Number 12. This guy, uh, I wish he was in a much bigger body than he is because he is the definition of a little feller. Deuce Vaughn kansas state (laughs) oh mini me uh he is five foot five five foot five Mm -hmm. he is the same height as mugsy bugs but man he does a lot with that little teeny tiny frame he
1: also plays on the basketball
2: team doesn't he deuce oh no that's another teeny tiny guy
1: noel noel that plays for the kansas state basketball team yes. he looks like deuce vaughn out that later like, he did against kentucky when they had uh w- when they had the old oscar shibway guarding him during the uh, second round game but yeah deuce vaughn he's he's another pretty good solid
2: tiny kansas state player uh yeah darren sproles it, it, they, to me they remind they remind me of each other to be really honest with you uh because they're better rushers than you would think as little as they are they just get below pad level. And they can absolutely hurt you. Uh, in the NFL, he will not be as good of a pass blocker as he was at Kansas State because they love doing that—running mm-hmm. a little delay block where he would get up under a pad and then. Uh, yep, in the NFL, that's elemento flattened, <laughs> and I, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. But he is—he certainly has a role, for whatever reason, and maybe it's the the Darren Sproles comp. I just can't help but think he ends up in Philadelphia somehow. I can't help it because I'm looking at that offense going, you make players that don't that wouldn't necessarily be NFL players anywhere else and you make them successful. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia does that better than anybody. And if you get creative with him, it could go really, really well.
1: All right, so we're down to our last selection here in the NFL draft, the 2023 top 13 running backs by Flo Stradamus, Jeremy Green. And there's going to be – There's going to be some names that don't get said here that I'll be shocked at because there's several still on the board. So who's the final in the
2: top 13? Muhammad Ibrahim running back out of Minnesota. All right. All
1: right. You said there was another one with a lot of tread on the
2: tires, and I figured that's the one you were talking about. If he had, I mean, and it's 500 less carries at Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure he'll last in the league more than two years. Mm -hmm. There's nobody that has more carries on him than this kid does. Uh, Last game at at Minnesota, I think he carried the ball 44 times. And he's just a gamer. And I love this kid. I want to have him higher. I want to have him on my team uh, in their bowl game. And I can't remember who they were playing against or what bowl it was. Completely meaningless. Means nothing to anybody. And everybody in my position, their big knock on him, is the, the wear and tear on his body. He's going back in in the fourth quarter because he wants more carries. That tells me everything I need to know about you. I'm just afraid your body's going to let you down at some point. It
1: is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN.
2: Ash will take a quick break. When we come back, who didn't make
1: the list and why as we continue to talk about the top running backs of the 2023 NFL draft class.
3: At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings.
1: Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com
4: running a small business is no small task at home trust bank we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring your dreams are our business and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com member fdic
1: Welcome back into the Sports Accuracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, and uh Jeremy's top 13 in the books. A couple of running backs that did not get mentioned in the top 13. Uh, first name, obviously selfish, but name's on the door, so I'm going to say it, Kenny McIntosh from Georgia.
2: Yeah, he had a lot of drops when you really pay attention to him when it was uh, – he's a good receiving back, but th- the ball has to be directly in the bread basket. He got exposed to the senior bowl a little bit. He would have been my 15 for what it's worth. Okay,
1: Sean Tucker,
2: racked up a lot of yards at Syracuse. Uh, His is tread on the tires, size, and I don't really know what role you fill in the NFL. He's just a rotational back to me. Mm -hmm. He would have been somewhere in the top 20. Chase Brown from Illinois is in the same boat.
1: Same boat. Okay, uh, I guess the only other one would be Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky. Yeah,
2: he's a l- weird offense, small guy. It's it, kind of in the same boat as Sean Tucker. I'm just not really sure what you do in the
1: NFL. So all these guys could very well be
2: seventh-round picks to yes. UDFAs? yes. And they mm-hmm. could be priority guys, and you never know; they could carve out a role in the league.
1: We will continue the running back discussion up after the Sports Center update. It's daily draft time. We'll uh, we'll be picking the best draft prospects at running back over the last six NFL draft classes. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than
0: oxygen. He's useless, but somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles
1: supermarkets and fred anderson nissan of asheville and a welcome into the sportsocracy or welcome back into the sportsocracy if you're just joining us welcome for the first time into the program today live from the ingles studio as always here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 the sportsocracy Heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us everywhere as well on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. It's daily draft time here at the top of the third hour of the program, and we'll continue the discussion with running backs, running back prospects. Like we did yesterday, we gave you the top 13 quarterbacks in this draft class. And then Jeremy and I drafted against each other to come up with the best class of quarterbacks that we could out of the last six classes. So including this year, going all the way back to the 2018 draft, this is where you would draft them based on their college production, their college tape, their combines, all of that. This is not hindsight as 2020. We should have drafted – Jonathan Taylor, number one
2: overall, and none of that. Now, I will say, Tang is going to take Jonathan Taylor way too A 100%. Because he was drunk on Mm him. Mm -hmm. Not even the first running
1: back off the board in his own draft class, and he was a number one in my heart since uh, two weeks in to his Nebraska career. Can you name the two running backs that were taken ahead of him? Ooh, DeAndre, right? That is correct. DeAndre Swift. Six spots ahead of him and one that i made fun of clyde edwards Alaire. that's the one yeah dumb both decisions absolutely you, dumb
2: i'll go ahead and tell you that last name he just said will not be making an appearance here
1: no sir it will not uh <laughs> apparently uh the camera was left on on the youtube feed uh and i've been asked uh, first off uh chauncey I, I i know i'm short thank you he is short thank you for that barry uh <laughs> i was also asked what did i get at hardy's uh well that was that was the frisco burger when if you see me with a hardy's cup in my hand chances are i've had sourdough bacon cheese and burger because that's to me the best fast food burger out there no
2: yeah i mean it's good but it's, it's not the best to me it is now that I've learned you can get a Big Mac with uh, quarter pounder patties, uh, that changed Earth. Oh
1: yeah, just say like a Mac when you go through the. Uh, well, apparently, there's a lot the of ways through. to get
2: them to do that, but yeah, I, I had my first one and I went, "Oh, that's dangerous. That right <laughs> there is bad for the old ticker."
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was that was today's lunch. Anyhow, uh, it is time for the daily draft top running back prospects. How would uh, how would they be drafted if they're all in the same class from the last six classes dating back to 2018? Jeremy, you've got the number one overall pick. You already told us earlier in the program that you are taking. B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson out of Texas. He is the best running back prospect since.
2: Saquon Barkley.
1: Well, you're taking him over him, so so you can go the back o- further.
2: That's the only one worth even talking about uh best running back prospect since ladanian yeah, that's darren mcfadden is the one i was thinking of
1: okay i hadn't thought about that name in a while but yeah it didn't
2: right. go as well as you oh i was drunk on darren mcfadden uh, that was before i started doing this yeah it's, pro- it's probably the right answer he's probably the best who oh, by the way mcfadden went four. mm-hmm so I, I would say he's – yeah, he's the best prospect since Darren McFadden.
1: Okay. All right, B. John Robinson at number one overall. Um, I, I thought I was going to miss out by having the second pick here, but I don't. It's Saquon Barkley. And I'm not going to say it's not close because it is close. But oh, B. No B. John is a very close two to me. I just – I don't get the same vibes from Bijan that I did with Saquon. And I don't know, maybe it's because I've been desensitized over the last few years to really quality running back play. That's I mean, exactly what it is. Right, right. I mean, you get used to seeing superstar ability when you see it more often. And Saquon was just one of those that was to me it was a he was a can't miss. And unfortunately injuries have have made his NFL tenure a little spotty. But when he's on the field, he's still one of the best running backs in the NFL. He didn't really get to see that due to injury and to the fact that he just had zero talent around him. Shocker of shockers last year's a bounce back year after they get him some protection, after they get him some running uh, lanes to, to, to go through it's weird how much coaching and uh you know a new some a new set of eyes that's not david gettleman on the uh on the decision making process to go oh this is the kid that we thought we were getting when we drafted him number two overall i still look back on that decision and go that was the only decision that you had
2: oh well i never understood how they took saquon barkley over sam darnold never understood it that hey, you need a quarterback there are quarterbacks here
1: mm-hmm.
2: no we'll and do you
1: think that back. they're upset that they didn't get sam darnold
2: no oh well i can't josh
1: tell. allen that's another story but again that's a high hindsight's 2020 mm-hmm. thing
2: well i mean even then I-, I couldn't figure out how you need a quarterback and you're taking a running back over you- you're telling me you don't like any of these guys uh, okay uh, not so sure i get that but no because and then you to wound me, up with daniel jones right
1: uh, no because to me they were smart about baker and sam i didn't i never got it with sam i just didn't
2: oh i did i still get it with Sam. <laughs>
1: I, I, we know you do we know you do and then josh was josh was unknown so i understood why they took him at two so saquon barkley is easily the two in this I think he's the one so I feel like I got a value there at number three it's Najee Harris those are the top three of the last six classes and I don't think it's really debatable
2: oh it's Najee was not my three just so you know really no and it's total hindsight's 2020 that you're saying that because there are two more that are no doubt in terms of Najee's
1: NFL career has not been anything to write home about
2: no I, I i think you're forgetting how highly we thought of two different running backs okay maybe i am maybe i am I well, feel I mean, they like... both went in the top five and Najee harris went at 20 what 22 yeah that, that really
1: both went in the top five Yeah, i'll tell you in a minute okay
2: all right look i like Najee harris i, I feel like derrick henry did him a lot of uh did him a lot of service and look, I think he's going to be fantastic in this league. We're just a we're we're not deep into his career. I did not see him as that kind of prospect. I never did. I, I he fell into that. Okay, there are. I'm just there were two more running backs in that class that I had evaluated almost exactly the same numerical value as Najee. Yes. Okay. the The two I had in that class was one tenth of a point behind him. So I I had them very, very close. I cannot say the same, and I'm going to take these both together because neither one of them is going exactly the way you wanted it to, but we thought of them much higher. It's Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott. They both went in the top five for a reason. Leonard Fournette was the number one player on boards across the industry. Yeah, but he doesn't qualify because he was in 2017's class. You're going back too far. Am
1: I? Yeah am i yeah saquon is the last class oh i did go back i did go back to when you said top five i was like no there was no other running backs taking the top five so secret
2: time here's what i just did i had the year wrong i thought it was 2021 and so i went back 21 (laughs) 26 i (laughs) wow just
1: screw the last two classes wow wow
2: oh boy that was fun
1: uh i'm sleepy yeah. okay all right so uh scratch okay. him yep leonard so fournette's not on the board because he would he would that would have been my three leonard fournette would have been my three
2: probably hmm. Hmm. well that makes it much less likely that you're gonna get your boy because uh i liked him too my boy oh uh oh. your, your, your little boyfriend jonathan taylor i that's... have a
1: cu- i have a couple of boys in this so it's it's okay
2: Okay, God, I see a name that I am going to have to take, and I don't want to. Um, wow, well, that uh, Javante Williams then would be my it would be my next pick. Really, I had him right behind Najee Harris. Hmm. I and I didn't have the I, I actually had him ahead of him. I just didn't have the gumption to to score it that way because I liked him so much. So Javante is your he would have been my four. I'm having to do this on the fly now because so I'm realizing your as you're taking in in this yes exercise. he's he's okay, my, he's my second two. choice okay I, All right. it's a weird way of asking me that okay I'm having to audible on the fly because I'm just realizing that half of my list was years <laughs> that I can't take from because I'm an idiot and I can't do math <laughs> and it helps when you apparently completely forget what year it is mm-hmm. Javante was a guy that coming out I thought was I thought he could do more than what Najee could. It was just Najee was he he killed the draft process. He did everything right. Took the what was it eight hundred mile trek back to Alabama to be there for the pro day, even though he wasn't working out. Mm -hmm. I and I fell in love with Najee as a person, and that bumped him just slightly above Javante. But I I I thought then, and I think now, he is an elite running back in this in the league. Now I'm debating whether I have to be, whether I should be honest or if I'm gonna get a call to Homer if I am honest. Are you going Breeze Hall? I that's numerically that's the next name on my list. Really? Yes. I was I mean, I remember you
1: being drunk in love with oh, him, but I, I didn't realize waiting. that. When the much. Jets
2: traded up to get Brees Hall, I was the happiest person on the planet Earth. And I knew it was coming too i can't i can't tell you exactly how i knew this but when when we took the break that night so we do the draft every year we do every pick live mm-hmm. and when we took the break after day one i had a text from we'll put it this way and say it's somebody that would know that said we're making a move tomorrow and there's a player we're targeting and it's probably not one you're thinking of And so I sent two names back, and one of them was Brees Hall, and I just got a a smiling emoji. Mm -hmm. And so when that trade happened, I knew it was one of two guys, and I was elated that it was Brees Hall.
1: Yeah, Brees Hall taken with the fourth pick in the second round this past season by the New York Jets. It worked out really well until he got hurt.
2: Oh, and it will work out really well again. Mm -hmm. By the way, if if you follow uh, players on Twitter – Brees hall just tagged michael carter and said we good over here in response to that to, ezekiel to Elliot. elliott nice which by the way makes me like Brees hall more than
1: it did which is hard to do as you should all right so javante williams and Brees hall your next choices here all right that gives me uh two back to
2: back and you... there were two more that were close okay for me that you have the chance at uh jonathan taylor is the is
1: is the next one?
2: I mean, and that one makes sense. It makes more sense for you because you were drunker on, on oh, it than I was. I was head over heels in love with Jonathan Taylor. I will never forget when we were we were still doing shows on Saturday at this point, and I think Tank went on for three solid hours about how Jonathan Taylor was going to be the next great Hall of Fame running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I tried to throw cold water on that as many ways as I could. Of he's a really good player. By the way, he was one of the two. He's a really good player. There were just I had some reservations about him. Not that he didn't deserve to be taken where he where he was. I had him as the number one running back in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had another one really, really close to him that if you're looking at that year, it's not hard for you to figure out who that was.
1: Uh, We'll see where I'm going to go with my next pick here. When we come back from the break, it is the sportsocracy amidst the daily draft. The uh, last six classes, how would we draft all of the running backs based on their prospects entering the league? Again, not looking back at what they've already done in the NFL. This is just as a prospect, how should they have been taken? We'll be right back here on ESPN Asheville.
5: Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800 627 1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next? Member FTIC equal housing lender.
1: When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The sports.
0: The Sportsocracy.
1: These guys are a f-ing disgrace welcome back into the sportsocracy it is espn Asheville. we are doing the daily draft every uh third hour of the program we do this jeremy and i pit our wits against each other to come up with the best class of whatever the topic of the day is and today it's running backs running back prospects in the nfl draft from the last six classes this one going back to 2018 got to clarify just so we're all clear of the rules here. Yeah, because apparently Jeremy didn't know what year it is. (laughs) Jeremy made up the rules, and he's not abiding by them. He talks about me cheating at the Daily Draft. Uh, (laughs) uh, We are taking the best of the best prospects, the running backs, since the 2018 draft class. Jeremy went number one. He's got Bijan Robinson. Best running back prospect, he says, since Darren McFadden. So over Saquon Barkley. Over Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott, all of those guys, who he also tried to draft twice. Um, hey, <laughs> it's been a long day. I followed. I know. I know. I'm just, I got. I got to give you. I got to give you. Uh, you know, a little ribbon here. Uh, <laughs> my first two, Saquon Barkley, who I feels like the a number one, and Bijan is is the two for me, but. Najee Harris was my three. I felt like he was the most hyped up of all of the running backs in this little experiment, not named Saquon Barkley. Am I wrong? Yes, you are. Who who was more hyped coming out of college?
2: Mm, well, I can't tell you one of them because I you still, still have haven't pick lift. yet. Um, it was more hot. That I and maybe it's maybe I'm biased here because I. I, I am really, in circles you, with draft people. We, In large part, a lot of people thought Najee Harris, Javante Williams, and Travis Etienne really were really close to We're really close. Okay. Uh,
1: anyway, I got Sa- uh, Saquon and Najee. Then he goes uh, back over after the turn to Javante Williams and Brees Hall. I was a little surprised at the Javante Williams. I didn't feel like – I mean, I love Javante coming out of Carolina. I was
2: a big fan, Well, I mean, you obviously. did that draft with me, so that shouldn't yeah. have surprised you nearly as much as it did.
1: No, I just I, – It's because you you took him over Jonathan Taylor and my next I didn't love Jonathan Taylor as much as you did. Javante Williams, Brees Hall was his next one, who was drafted by his Jets last year as the first running back off the board in the 2022 class. Then I go Jonathan Taylor, who was my three, or excuse me, my four in my big board. And then you're going to allow me to get my five. So the first uh, four picks here, I got four out of my top five. is Travis Etienne. I, I mean, the kid set records at Clemson. And he was, he was to me the best running back in that class. He was the best running back in that class, but you took Najee Harris. I mean, I behind like, Najee Harris. Was, you know what I mean? The next best running back in that class, I guess.
2: Yeah, I've. I liked him, but he was he was legit three for me in that class, and he wasn't nearly as close to Javante as Javante was to Najee. For me, there's a guy that you didn't take here, and I was I had already lathered that I was going to lose him. Uh, it's Josh Jacobs. I liked him. I thought more than most people, and apparently more than you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he has served to be pretty much exactly what I thought he would be. Uh, legit three-down running back, which you don't get many of. That's, see, that's why I didn't like ETN mm-hmm. as much, because I didn't see that out of him. I didn't necessarily see it out of Jonathan Taylor either, because he hadn't caught – I think he had 17 catches at Wisconsin. So, and it just turned out that they just didn't do that. It wasn't that he couldn't do it. And so, for me, Josh Jacobs was clearly, oddly enough, even with your buildup, was still who I thought you were talking about. And then from there, I didn't expect him to be here, so now I have two that had the same grade. I don't know which one to, I don't know which one to which take. Which one to pick? It's it's the, it's the Kenny Walker. Okay. Kenny Walker would have been my next one. Okay. Uh, he was actually tied for me with Cam Akers. But as I think about it, I think I was more boisterous on Kenny Walker than I was on Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Because I had this little fear that it was early in my ESPN times and and I was hyping up a, a Florida State player and it would make me look stupid.
1: Right. Well, I feel like I can only – I started this draft one way and I can only end it this way. Number five is Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was expected to be everything that Saquon Barkley – was that's not even kind of and true. it never it never panned out when he was Saquon light when he took over at, at Penn oh, State yeah. oh when he took but he o- just never paid and, that he, off. And, and he never paid that off but I still thought he was going to be a great running back in the NFL we haven't seen greatness from him but just a few times
2: he's a good not great running back mm-hmm. and I love the fact that he's with the Carolina Panthers I now. just hate the deal they gave him Paid him too much. They paid him and David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. Somehow that's the only two running backs in this entire free agency class that got paid. Yep. So I I just value the value that is not there for me.
1: I love running backs. Running backs are so much fun because it's, it's, it's in, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Depends on what you're looking for at the NFL level, you know, whether or not you think these guys are going to be good running backs. There are several names on here that did not get said. That I'm shocked. I mean, you drafted four or you drafted three guys that weren't even in my top ten
2: of all of this. Uh, Nick, work. Nick Chubb. It, but see, that's revisionist history. Nobody no. viewed him that way. I did, <laughs> uh, I did. You're also super biased because you're get a Georgia it. fan. I get it. He but. was Nick Chubb was. I'll be honest with you. Even him at 35 was viewed as a little bit of a reach because he was also coming off a catastrophic knee injury that had pushed him down had he been fully healthy then maybe he would have been in the discussion Mm -hmm. he was still the fourth running back taken in that class and the second one out of his own school Mm -hmm. so he was just he was not viewed that way
1: which 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 to me was dumb but i get it Uh, you know i i knew that when he got to the next level that that power running game of his was going to be phenomenal
2: i liked him it was just it all came down to that need for me jk dobbins was also highly touted mm, i thought he was more of a college running back than the nfl mm-hmm. and and his body has let him down at the nfl level kind of in the way that i thought it would. Mm-hmm. uh deandre
1: swift i didn't was like him one. at all i, oh, I know you hated gra- him. i had a
2: fourth round grade on him i didn't like deandre swift in the least i know you hated him
1: um but again saw a lot of him knew there was something special in that kid i wish he could stay healthier than he is but that's also one reason that a lot of people
2: were down on him because you know frail body size and all that yeah exactly basketball player build yeah yeah ironically um, enough the two running backs that i could name that rule after both played for the detroit lions and i and i'm and i, I think i'm kind of
1: shocked that you didn't try to to shoehorn uh jameer gibbs in there somewhere
2: I don't see him as a three-down running back. I just don't. I, and, and trust me, I love him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be a great weapon in the NFL. I just I, I don't see him. I, if you look at the guys I took, name me the small one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that's not really a thing that I do. I If, if I'm going to take a running back and invest legit draft capital into it, I've never actually had – I mean, I get – flack for being a, a member of the Mel Kiper school that you never take a running back in the first round mm-hmm. I prefer not to do that but if there is a legit three down guy I had no problem with Saquon going in the top five I just didn't understand why he went in front of two quarterbacks I didn't really have a problem with Najee in the first round I didn't love it but I didn't rail on it didn't have any problem with Josh Jacobs if it's a guy that because that's basically two players in one then I can get down with it what I can't get down with is okay. We're going to take a running back in the first round, and now I've got to have two more on the uh, on the roster to fulfill this committee because he can't do A and B. Right. That's where I run into the problem. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So
1: there you have it. Jeremy goes B. John Robinson, Javante Williams, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Kenny Walker as his best five from the last six classes. I got Saquon, Najee, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne. And Miles
2: Sanders. Uh, We have one of these to clean up from earlier in the show.
3: I'm your huckleberry.
2: Uh, Gage Gamplin, one of our resident Philadelphia Eagle fans. Only reason I want Zeke is so he can score two one-yard touchdowns on the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. That is what he does. And Mm -hmm. apparently, Brees Hall uh, views this the way I do of we're good in New York. Yeah, just maybe go sign with Cincinnati. Or Philadelphia, I, I don't care. Just anybody but the Jets.
1: And if Ezekiel Elliott can go and win a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles, it will be something that uh, the Dallas Cowboys will never, ever be able to get over. And I think I'm all here for it. This is the Sportocracy. It is ESPN Asheville coming up after the break. It'll be time for the most important message of the day. The
2: Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, Here's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Next
1: Thursday afternoon, it's the 2023 season opener live from Washington, D.C.
0: As the Atlanta Braves open the season against the Nationals, Braves radio goes on the air at 1150 Eastern, 1050 Central on the Atlanta Braves radio. Network.
4: Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
1: It is the sportsocracy, and it's time for the most important message of the day, which is: don't do crimes. That's right, don't do crimes. And uh, I just, I found this story, and I can't, I can't not bring it to you. So, I mean, as as our society continues with this fascination of. Weird, off the wall, extreme crimes—all the crime documentaries and the serial killer profiles and all of that.
2: I, I do have a request for people that do those. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do a true com- crime documentary, and at the end we still know who did it, maybe tell us that. <laughs> Before I've gone through four episodes and <laughs> stayed awake until two o'clock in the morning for you to go, oopsie, poopsie, still don't know who did still it. Still don't know. You figured out for yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I would not have watched that had you told me that. Uh huh. I see. This is why you you Google it first and go. Do I want to? Do I want to the
2: time? But then you know, and I don't want to know. That's why I'm interested because it's a whodunit. Indeed.
1: Uh, this story comes to us from the UK, where uh, in the Westminster Magistrates Court on Wednesday there were uh, arguments heard. In a case that is very, very disturbing, Norway, the, a, a Norway-born man named Marius Gustafson. He is 45 years old, and he, along with, I believe I've counted up, at least seven others are being charged with crimes, and here are the offenses that Mr. Gustavson is facing, Okay. Wide-ranging conspiracy charges involving up to 29 offenses of extreme body modifications, the removal of body parts, the trade in body parts, and the uploading of videos. Mm -hmm. He apparently, along with others, ran a website that was called the Eunuch Maker. Jeremy, do you know what a eunuch is? Not a clue.
2: Seriously? Seriously. I've heard that term before, but I don't know what it means. A eunuch is a man without a phallus, without his member. Here's why. I was, I was being protected mm-hmm. by God. Mm-hmm. So if you were running
1: a eunuch maker website, what were you doing? I don't like where this is headed. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. There is no funny twist to this. This is just an example of there are sick freaking people In this world, and there is no explanation, really, for horrific crimes and tragedy. From January 1st, 2016, to January 1st of last year, this man is accused of, on five different occasions, taking men, doesn't say whether they were willing participants or what. I don't
2: think there's such a thing as a willing participant in where you're headed with this. And removing their male
1: organs on video and then selling those videos or selling subscriptions to this eunuch maker website. The shocking part to me is how much they were able to make on this website. 200,000 pounds. People paid to watch at least five men become less of men for their own sick pleasure this is disgusting people and i hope
2: they bury this dude under the jail people are weird and they spend their money in weird ways good night my story is a little bit more lighthearted than yours it comes from florida this happened at the end of last week a florida man was arrested on friday after a bit of a domestic disturbance in a in a pizza shop, or not in a pizza shop, that's that comes later in the story. Okay. Deputies responded to a residence after receiving a nine one one hang up call for a possible domestic disturbance. They went in and spoke to thirty nine year old Ortilio Lazaro Alfonso, who told them he had had an argument with the female victim, but that he had not physically touched her. the deputies move on to the female in the house who is not named in the story, and they notice something very strange about her. Uh, Pizza sauce was found on the front of the victim's shirt, the collar of her shirt, and on the back of her shirt. She also had, quote, the remnants of pizza in her hair and around her ear. When Mr. Alfonso said that he had never struck the victim, he was not lying. He slapped her in the face with a piece of pizza. How'd you get there? Like, how does that argument go? Apparently there was a dispute in the house. There is no, it does not say if these two people were in a relationship together or anything like that, but there was apparently a disagreement because the defendant uh, said that the, the female in this story had assaulted the bottom of a child in the house so here's what i'm hearing she spanked her kid he got mad about it and slapped her with a piece of pizza <laughs> well i, I don't mean, think that went the way you wanted it to <laughs> if you slap me in the face of, with a piece of pizza first of all i'm gonna eat it immediately because pizza is awesome he
1: is he will grab it out of your hand and just shove it in his face with that little you know all that liberal arts confidence oh yeah. a, oh ah, no no
2: Oh, if you swing I'll a piece of pizza at weapon. me, I will look like Shamu at SeaWorld. Just, I, I caught it.
1: Disarmed you, immediately.
2: Yeah. Can't hit me with that because I ate it. Your <laughs> your weapon was edible.
1: Interesting. So she spanks the kid and he hit her with a piece of pizza.
2: Now, here's my question. Was it a standard piece of pizza or was it a cauliflower crust pizza? Because that's a crispier crust.
1: I don't I don't know that that would really matter. Well, I mean, it's
2: assault either way. The man was arrested, charged with battery, and booked into the Marion County Jail. You did crimes, which you should not have done. Mm-hmm. I just cannot figure out for the life of me. like How does that thought process go? Well, I mean. I, mean, it's, I, I get it, it, back in olden times, you take off your glove and challenge you to a duel. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever done that with a piece of pizza. No, this is a new one. This is definitely a new one. I also love that in an AP story they took literal B-roll pictures of pizza and that was all that was in the story. So his mugshot a little Caesars, a Papa John's and then just a B-roll of a piece of pepperoni pizza. And at the end of that, I would just want pizza lisa evansell in our youtube comment said that's why i keep a bang bang in my purse and i do love the fact that in this show that's what bang. we call those is a bang bang <laughs> bang 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 bang, bang. <laughs> let's ride let's ride uh and uh by the way don't do crimes. don't do crimes even if they are edible delicious saucy crubs all right uh so japan won the world baseball
1: classic
2: Woo! You know, Let the good times roll. Had
1: the, uh, the one-run win over the U.S. in the final the other night. Uh, you know, everybody, well, I mean, all of the media outlets, the, the, the sports outlets trying to convince us that this was the greatest world baseball classic ever, and it could only have, it was only fitting that it ended this way with two teammates facing off against each other, with Shohei Otani on the mound for Japan and Mike Trout at the plate for the U.S. team. Shohei got the last out, Japan wins. On goes the, you know, the World Baseball Classic trophy now resides with Japan, I think again. I don't know. This is one of those things that was thought up, uh, you know, 20 years ago almost now. We've done this 5 times I think it is. And I haven't watched a single second of any of it because no. I don't care. I didn't care to watch Olympic baseball and I said this when the World Baseball Classic came about as an idea, as an answer to the Olympics taking baseball out. Was, we didn't watch the baseball when it was in the Olympics. What makes you think we're going to watch it when it's not attached
2: to the Olympics? No, and it was watched. 170 million people. Okay. Worldwide. Yep. Tell me the domestic number. Tell me the American number. I'd be shocked if it was 3 million. I would be too. I would be too. And that's where I feel like people lose sight of this. Oh, look, baseball's still really popular worldwide. I've never argued that. I've never one time argued that. Soccer is too. It doesn't work here. Doesn't work here. It never has. You can get people in the stadium because it's still an event. So you get the Charlotte Football Club that is uh, that is close to us here. People will go to that because it's entertaining to watch. Will people watch it on television? No as long as people don't watch it on television then it is not a sellable entity
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, according to a major league baseball press release tuesday's final was the most watched world baseball classic classic game ever in the united states with a combined audience what did you say the worldwide number was Uh, 170 i think 170 which dwarfed every other uh baseball game oh that's a super bowl number that's ever been that's a super bowl number right 5.2 million Americans watched it
2: was that average or total
1: uh says combined audience yep so that's total
2: that's total total, which means you you never probably average more than three right which is what anytime i say this that's what i'm talking about if you
1: stopped on it for 10 seconds it counted Mm -hmm. yeah
2: we don't point care. we do not care Mm -hmm. and here's the thing i i actually conspired a game to make fun of this And we never even found a way to get it into the show because you've told us over the years, you might like baseball and, and I don't fault you for liking baseball. I don't for me. It's like watching paint dry. And it's one of the most comically inept run entities on the planet. And I'm now I'm looking at the NBA the exact same way. If you had to say your second favorite sport right now, what would it be?
1: Oh, uh um, all
2: right so the nfl college football i'm lumping those into one okay i'll let you split anything else you want college basketball it would be, it would be college basketball probably and, and i feel like where where baseball falls apart is you don't know who any of the players are all right i'll give you an example when we were kids there were uh, video games mm-hmm. uh, ken griffey jr baseball was one of the ones i specifically remember right what was the biggest problem with that game it didn't have the player names. There you go. Didn't have the player names because except for cared. Ken, yeah, except for Ken, right? I actually went in and edited them because I was that was who Jeremy was at six years old. Now, if you did it, would it change anything? All right, let's say a game came out right now and it just had all of the Major League Baseball insignias, so the logos, the names, things like that. Would you even know if it had the real players' names in it? Outside of Shohei and Trout, if you, if you spent the money for the video game, yes you would know if you he paid knows, 70
1: dollars right? for an, a major league baseball video game yeah you're gonna know that the players names
2: aren't real i own two of the last four baseball games because the game really? i do because mm. the game's fun to play mm. okay the game is fun to play but i have absolutely no no idea who any of these guys are mm. none I, I mean i see highly rated players in the video game i have no clue who they are yeah lisa evans on the youtube comments uh I can't name any active baseball player. Not Chelsea, one? She also said, said, before I got to America, I had never seen baseball. That leads to, now I want to ask no less than four where, more questions. Where did where you, are you come from? from? Yeah. <laughs> where are you from? Uh, We'd love to know this.
1: 100%. So, I, I mean, I get it. There, there aren't Baseball sells in very major, specific parts of the country. But there aren't major stars like there were when we were kids. No, like and it's getting worse team, by the year. Every team had a guy. I don't feel like that's the case anymore. Yeah, not only do you have a guy, you had a guy that could sell tickets. You had a guy that you could tune, it. you know, even the Pittsburgh Pirates had Barry Bonds mm-hmm. before the, you know, the steroids
2: and the Popeye days. I mean, that's and, and it's it's funny to me that every sport is is falling apart in figuring this out. The NBA is going through the exact same problem. It's hard for you to sell domestically because the vast majority of your best players are not American. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They're not. That's and, and we have shown that that is a that that is an issue. I'm not saying it should be in terms of watch numbers. It falls off when you don't have the Michael Jordans and guys like that. It matters.
1: It, it, it matters to some viewers. It matters. To, uh, I, I that's mean, that's a good way to say. Right, it. It matters like, to some like hockey. Lots of lots of people don't get into hockey because they don't actually, know who guys are. Yeah, and you can't pronounce the names, and it shouldn't be that way. You should be able to enjoy every player regardless of where their origin is, but, but it does matter. It gives you a little feeling of comfort watching these games, and so that, I think that's a big thing with the NBA as well. You've got Luka Doncic and, and, and Nikola Jokic and – you know, we're used to seeing college guys that we watched in college come up and play in the NBA. And that's now when we, it worked. Right. Now we've
2: got all these international guys that we've never heard of and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And well, and that's – see, that's the problem. When, when the college basketball system worked, you got this one three-week tournament, which we're in the middle of right now, where you would fall in love with these players because they played for your school, and then they would go into the draft and you would know who they are. DraftKings just put out a top five NBA watch list – do you know how, of the top five, do you know how many of them ever played in college? Oh, no. It's two One. of the five. Joel Embiid played at Kansas. Jason Tatum played at Duke. Okay. They were there for an hour. You didn't get attached to him. Joel Embiid was hurt at Kansas. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum was at Duke for an hour, and they went nowhere. There's no emotional attachment. He was amazing, no. Oh, he was fantastic. He was, he was one of the greatest dookies of all time. That was one of the – I said that year. He He's yeah. the guy I would take at number one, and it's, there's no doubt about it. mm mm-hmm. oh, That was the Markel Fultz year, I think? I believe so. And, and so you just get to this point where I don't have an emotional attachment. And we have shown that if, you're o- if the only emotional attachment is to the name on the front of the jersey, our interest will wane over time. Because in the NFL, we all have our favorite players. We have our favorite teams. College football, same way. Which is why on a, at a random twelve o'clock on a Saturday, I'll watch Michigan and Ohio State. You couldn't get me to watch the Celtics and the Sixers for fifty dollars because I don't care. Right? I um, have no attachment whatsoever, unless it's a playoff series, unless it's a it's a
1: winner take all scenario, and then you can get me to watch it. But other than that, I don't. I don't care.
2: And, and that's where I'm at is, is you, you have to give me something to sell mm-hmm. and none of these sports are doing that. It, and this is because we get this people email us and send messages in through the website and of why do you not talk about other sports? We do, but then all right. So if when there's it, interest, that's where it's headed. Right. All right. Let's say we had spent an hour today breaking down the final, uh, the, the sweet 16 matchups of tonight. How many of players' names do you even know? Handful. I I would almost challenge you on a handful. I think you'd struggle to get to more than five. Yeah, maybe so. And see, so that's the problem. I mean, I can sit here and tell you about Keontae Johnson until I'm blue in the face. He was in Florida. Trust mm-hmm. me. I've, I've been right there in living color. The guy's phenomenal. 95% of you have absolutely no idea who he is. And of the five that do, probably 3% of you learned who he was in the last week. So it's, just, it's hard for us to to show up here and, and do uh, uh, big blocks of content on guys that you have shown, A, you don't care, and B, you don't know. Mm-hmm. The the World Baseball Classic American roster, I didn't know half of those guys played in, in, in Major League Baseball. No clue. Really? No clue. Okay. I
1: you mean, I can, me get, away I can from, get there are some of them, some of the relievers and guys like that. I,
2: I think you would have struggled with half the roster. The coaching staff was more famous than the roster was. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr., because you know that name. Hey, Ken Griffey Jr. was the most famous person attached to USA Baseball. He hadn't played a game in 15 years. Mm-hmm. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, so, That's why the sport has died slowly, and it will continue to die mm-hmm. slowly, because you worry about things like the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, it sells in places that do absolutely nothing for you. Mm-hmm. you just said it. 170 million people worldwide. 5 million total in in, in the United States. Yep, that tells you where this is. This is this sells wildly everywhere else. We're in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't sell domestically anymore.
1: Yeah. However, thanks to inflation, Major League Baseball franchise uh, uh, w- values are going up still, despite the the lack of viewership and ad dollars for Major League Baseball. Saw that earlier
2: today. Forbes now has the New York Yankees at over $7 billion. Uh, We have a story that, before we get out of here, that has broken in the last handful of minutes, and it's come from Adam Schefter and Tom Pellicero. It's a memo from the NFL Players Association basically telling all these teams not to negotiate with a man named Ken Francis (laughs) about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, because he's not certified. No, he's not certified through the NFLPA. And even if you could find a way, this is in there, this is in the memo verbatim, violation of this rule may result in disapproval of any offer sheet or resulting. The or resulting is actually the bigger part of that. What that means is if this Ken Francis guy actually brokers a, a negotiation and gets, say, the Indianapolis Colts to talk to Lamar Jackson, it's all fruit of the forbidden tree they will literally deny anything you do. And I and I'm going to say something here and some people are not going to like what I'm going to say. Lamar Jackson is proving to me every single day why I cannot make you a $250 million quarterback. I'm not asking you to hire hire an agent. I'm saying play by the rules. And what does he do? He goes and finds somebody that's non-sanctioned by the league and that's who he'll allow to talk to teams. Why do you do that? Because you don't. Because you think you're smarter, better, yada yada yada, than all of the rules in the NFL, and you think there is some collusion against you. There's not. We have rules in place for a reason. Now the NFLPA has said why. It is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN
1: Asheville. It's time for us to head on out for the day, but enjoy the basketball tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow on a Friday edition here on ESPN Asheville.